Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome along to a Friday Night Live here in Lola Montez. Ladies and gentlemen, can you please be upstanding and make some noise for your hosts, Adrian Park Parkland, Ronan Moriarty, and Ross O'Boyle of the Sligo Way podcast. I'm being told that average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for us. Well, isn't this a pretty picture? <laughs> Sorry about the delay. I was at another 12 girls match in Giva. Uh, that's why we're late. So dedicated to the cause. I am, I am. Uh, thanks a minute for coming, everyone. Um, sorry about the delay from November as well. That was also my fault. I got COVID uh, the day before. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I was drinking in Lily's on the Sunday night. Uh, gave it to a few people. <laughs> I gave it to them. Stop. COVID's gone anyways. Um, look, delighted to be here. It's been a long time in the making. Um, tonight is going to be as much about ye as us. My hand is shaking. A bit nervous. That will yeah. go in a minute. Karen did say the first couple of minutes were going to be horrendous, so we'll, we'll get through it together and we'll ease into our groove. <laughs> so it's about year participation. Um, hecklers will be heckled back at, so heckled away. Um, anyone's free to leave at any time they want, but you need to explain why you're leaving <laughs> in front of everyone. Um, tonight's running order, we have our few guests. We have the rugby lads in the corner. We have... Is that a boo? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dirty boo for the rugby. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> Our GA, Connemara, and the mysterious RF. Also in the corner. Could be yeah. anyone in the crowd, he could. Um, our two Rovers legends, Raf and Alan Keane. And then, of course, the town hall uh, when everyone's had a few drinks in them with Gino and the Mac attack. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> they're, no, both, they're, they're both here. not here. Gino's currently playing a Division 2 Cup game out in Gertrude Celtic, and the Mac attack's busy over town. Was he's that it? He's got some business to attend there, but he'll be here shortly. <laughs> Whatever he's, he's in the shoots, I think. He's in the railway. He had a big, he was singing walking to the shoots with a briefcase at 5 o'clock, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what that means, even. We might have a wee sing song later on as well. We plan to do the inaugural karaoke championships, but our, one of the guys pulled out. He's on his 
wedding anniversary in Ackle. <laughs> Priorities. Um, well, we can uh, still do it if we got four volunteers. Would we? Oh, okay. three, because eight will be four. <laughs> no, I won't. And we'll let them get a few more drinks. and then. Do you like three. Sligo or not Sligo? Well, it's going to be the biggest ever one. Murta, you might talk through the format tonight of Sligo or not Sligo. Yeah, so you all got a raffle ticket coming in, so we're going to draw out eight tickets, have a quarterfinal, a semifinal, four quarterfinals, two semifinals, and a final. And the winner of the final will have two tickets to Wild Roots. Wild uh, Roots. Yeah, woo. <laughs> woo on. A trip down Hazelwood in June. <laughs> uh, so, we'll do a normal podcast. Uh, last, a lot has happened since we last talked last week, Ross. Ronan. We went live from McGlynn's, winners of the inaugural Guinness World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, Ross has an apology to make, I think. <coughs> if you listen to the last hour of the show, Ross got a bit slurry. Yeah, apologies. There was young lads buying me drinks. Damn good Guinness. At least it wasn't the other way around. <laughs> 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 well. <coughs> His future fiance sitting right in front of us. Um... Right, folks, uh, we'll all do the bourbon now. <laughs> uh, so, on the field, a lot of happened. The under-20s was the big one. Yeah, big time, yeah. Finally yeah. beating Mio in a Connacht final. Great game. Great, Great game. Friend. Yeah, you enjoyed the run you're in it. You're in the I, VAP seats, were you? I was in the VAP seats. I got the press pass, yeah. Um, I enjoyed just... So, I've lost about 10 Connacht finals that I've watched in my life, underage or senior. And then to get a fluky goal like that in over the Mayo's fella's head <laughs> and piss all the Mayo roasters off. Yeah, ref, you cunt. Yeah, where is but, he? with the programs and the bottles of Luke's in their back pockets. <laughs> yeah. Who brings sandwiches to a game at six o'clock on a Wednesday evening? <laughs> Anyways, Ross, what happened on the rugby scene? The under-18 ladies won the Connor Cup final. <laughs> That's a big one. Big one for them. Congratulations. Congrats. And Rovers finally won. Rovers <laughs> won a game on Monday. Yeah, Rovers bet Finn Harps on Bank Holiday Monday night. 1-0. Great to see. We haven't talked. We up there now because usually like... No, I wasn't yeah, there. Right. No, I'm, not gonna, I'm not even going to try and lie tonight. But Murty does his few Rovers reviews. He mightn't have been at the game now, but... Uh. <laughs> it was one time it broke down and I think we just admitted it that... Uh, yeah, no, so yeah, Rovers finally won and Junior Soccer Cups are kicking off tonight. That's where Gino is. Any score in Strand and Carberry? 1-0 Carberry. 1-0 yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> That'll get the Gaelic boys back from Calera quick enough. Very good. Um, up Carberry. <laughs> um, okay. Usually we go into our correspondence now, and there's a few in, I believe, for the crowd. Oh, yeah, was there someone in the crowd looking to ask a question? They're going to shine now. Yes, oh, sir. Here we go. Who's doing our mic? Our roaming mic? Karen, Karen Cardi. Where's, where's my assistant? I, I can't do everything. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Now, lads. Oh, cheapest. Oh, Bringing a lot of heat. Boom! <laughs> Just a question for the three. Hypothetically speaking, I know three you probably haven't done before. Three day stag in um, Liverpool, for example. You come home the Monday, the horrors. The absolute worst of the worst. Where's the takeaway? Jesus. Now, I'll, I'll give you a stipulation. Oh. You can add in a closed takeaway that you previously had in a different lifetime, or now what's left open. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, thanks. Hung over now. It's a really, uh, really good question, Dr. Ryan. Thanks a million. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, oh. The old four lights. Look, we're bringing up wounds here. Four lights closing at 8 o'clock in the evening is a big sticking point around the whole town. Yeah, it's yeah, scandalous. A petition, maybe. <laughs> what do you reckon, lads? You, you're old Mollies. Old Mollies. Yeah. I cannot say a bad word about Superfood Kaluni. Super fast. Super fast. Yeah. I don't know, it's so good I forgot the name. <laughs> uh, 
I bloody love it. I do enjoy the super fast as well. It's Clooney for me, super fast. Ross, probably. It's been a while. Uh, been a while. It's been, been a while. Oh. Um, I would say Domino's, the uh, pe- pepperoni dough balls were an absolute treat back in the horrors. Do- Domino's, yeah. Uh, a bit extravagant. <laughs> a, a bit I, know what, I know what I like. Right. <laughs> no kebab meat for us. No kebab meat for us. No, there's, uh, there's any other questions? Any other questions out there? Oh, same table. <laughs> Must have been uh, another studying food together. <laughs> They're not planted, of course. This is a plant. This, this table is a plant. Yeah, so a uh, question for all three of you. Apart from Peter Meaton, who is your favourite guest to have had on the podcast? <laughs> hey. Now, Peter was an impromptu guest. So we got a bit of grief over that, but he, wa- he actually did walk by McGlynn's. The wind did blow him in. No, he actually did. <laughs> the Kalani United manager is also here tonight as well. Our, belo- uh, our beloved Kalani. <laughs> we can have a karaoke off later, Peter. Where are you? I feel we played a part in Kalani getting promoted this year, no? Yeah, we did. We had Kalani get promoted by tipping against him every week. <laughs> ben Bulbin beating them was the best one yet. <laughs> Had they won a game all year? No. And then the best. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, apart from Peter, who's Sorry, your favourite uh, guest? I have to say, as a big roaster myself, RF, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the pure pub shite talk about Gaelic. He was great. And about three hours of content from that day. It was. was it was a bit taken out as well, wasn't it? Two there? episodes. Oh, a lot taken out, yeah. Um, he came down from Mayo and had a pint of special in the glass house. You're like, you can't get more meal than that. And we talked to <laughs> Shite, talked about Gaelic for about two and a half hours, three hours. So you're I'll, go, ele- I'll go at ref. <laughs> you're in your element. Uh, big Hardy Bucks fan. I'm going to go for Owen Colgan. I enjoyed that chat now. He left us down the worst. wire. Memory was late. He didn't turn he was up. Worst. What? I thought he was our worst. Yeah, well, I enjoyed him. I love, so the, I love the build-up of the drama. People, different tastes. Yeah. For sheer randomness of it, I think having future Olympian Mona McSherry on was probably... <laughs> And there was a f- I wasn't there for that interview. That was the most nerve-wracking. At one stage of the interview, hour, you two go to her. And so, what's the story with parties in America, Mona? Are they, are they like in the movies? Or, uh, and she, the girl never had a drink in her life. Like. <laughs> I was shitting myself before that, no. Literally. <laughs> I did a toilet. <laughs> you left me on the Zoom for five minutes trying to chat to her. I didn't have a clue what to say while you were downstairs. Yeah, Aid will be here any minute now. Uh. <laughs> We've had some great guests, in fairness. We yeah. have. Who was your favourite? Peter Meehan. Come on, you need to participate more than this now as the night goes on, lads. Gino. Gino was the yeah, bouncer, yeah. Better, yeah. He was pretty good. He'll be here later if the game doesn't go to extra time, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it? Oh, Jesus. For fuck's sake. We've no backup plan either, so. No. <laughs> we'll bring up Peter Meehan, actually. Or we'll, we'll land over to shoot them. Bring Sean back up again. <laughs> yeah. Where is he? There he is. Who? Right in front of you. County Board Chairman. Oh, Sean Karen, how are you? <laughs> Oh, yes, of course, you were a favourite guest. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bright lights, I'm sorry. Uh, anything else? Anyone? No. I beg your pardon? No, any questions, Bellio? <laughs> questions. Questions. Just a general no. statement. Right. Yes? Here we go. Oh. To the, to the long-haired gentleman at the back. <laughs> With that beautiful red T-shirt. <laughs> Cheers. No offence to yourself, bud. Just wondering where uh, Aaron Tansy is tonight, the regular sound guy. <laughs> no, he, had a, he had a different job. Aaron, has a, paid, Aaron has a paid gig tonight. He paid in Killarney tonight for the Connacht Juniors. And also, he didn't turn the volume up in Ross's interview with Gino. So. <laughs> hey, don't put this on me. <laughs> Ross pulled the plug there, and sorry. Uh, we love Tansy. Uh, Tansy Abu. Should we use he's down in Killarney. Uh, I think he's video on the Connacht Juniors, Chewy, and... Fuck you for trying to fuck <laughs> And thanks to Aaron for lending us his camera. Yeah, exactly, his camera's so there. Waving to Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> okay. 
We got our first guest on. As long as there's no more questions. Well, of course. No, there's no more. Good to go, Ross. Yeah, first guest. Okay, so here we are starting off the uh, run. Come on, back for the intro. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus, Karen. You're no Iron Tansy. I'll give them an intro and then you can play their music. Oh. Welcome. I'm not That's more like it. It took me 10 years to figure it out, but you never go for a high five for Frankie Feeney and company. <laughs> yeah, we're going to dive into your relationship uh, uh, deeper a little bit soon, but uh, first of all, welcome to the stage, Frankie and Paddy, um, two former Sligo Rugby Club Junior Cup winning captains. What a, what a thrill to have you here today. Thank you, boys. Um, Paddy, our resident Kiwi from uh, Dunedin in New Zealand, um, we were a captain when we were promoted from the AL into the, the senior times and Frankie, Cartoon United stalwarts, welcome to the stage. Thanks Ross. Thanks very much. No mention with the rugby too, just a Cartoon United stalwart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Fuck no. the rugby. In fairness, in fairness, in he fairness wasn't even a stalwart. He no. <laughs> in fairness to Frankie, he was here from minis to seniors, so there's not too many people, so debatably, like myself, he's still a mini. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Move on Ross, come on, quick. We're paying them 500 quid to get on stage, not to abuse, not get abused. I know, boys, good to have you here, and uh, hopefully you've got a few good stories for us, or this could be very short and quick. <laughs> um, where will we start? Back at the start, I suppose, both of you boys played in the early days when we were in the junior, junior leagues before we were promoted to the AIL, so I suppose we'll start back there. What was it like, your early memories playing for Sligo back in the, the muddy war days? Um, fairly shit at the very start, Ross, to be honest, like we were very unsuccessful. Um, but yeah, I suppose we probably a couple of junior cup wins kicked off a bit of success in the lead up to the to the promotion to the AIL, and both of us are scrum halves. Um, I got those junior cup wins kicked off, and then Paddy was paid to come over to replace me. Effectively, <laughs> what does that say about you, Frankie? Not a lot. <laughs> did you get any dollar, Frankie? Because there's a bit going round up in the rugby club now. There's which? There's a lot of money going round the rugby club. Did you get a few? Well, there's, Bunts, talk, there's talks about Bunts me coming back here, though, to be honest, though. He's just been signed up, so... Oh. He's coming back in next year. Actually, sorry, the big news. Uh, Paddy's back next year, head coach for next season. Welcome back, Paddy. Thanks, Ross. He's going get to us, get us back into winning ways, so uh, welcome back, Paddy. And also, the next announcement, uh, Frankie's going to join us in the management team next year. Player manager. <laughs> no, Player no, manager. No, no chair for that, thanks. I take the kicks. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great crowd. <laughs> Oh, good stuff, boys. Tough crowd, Frankie. It's a tough crowd. <laughs> uh, going back to those early days, and we like to uh, reminisce and get a bit nostalgic on the, on this show. But um, I really um, kind of have hand in hand those early days in the rugby club with the old McHugh's, and it was in full flight. Um, to, how, how much does everyone miss that place? <laughs> it's reopening. Yeah, there's work going on there now, so it'd be great. But to yet, that place. we all love Lola's too. Hey. <laughs> 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 Bring back McHugh's. <laughs> uh, boys, any early memories from McHugh's? It was, it was probably, I know when I first came here, um, I, I used to get confused with the one-way system around uh, Sligo and I only knew my way to McHugh's and the rugby club. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be walking around town during the day and I'd be like, where the fuck am I? And I'd, uh, 
find my way to McHugh's and then I could make myself way back home. <laughs> <laughs> the light of day was a strange old place, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it was some place back in the day. Chewy, did you have a birthday for your car in McHugh's? You drove the car in through the back and had a birthday party for it. That's true? <laughs> what? Yeah. Drove his... What, what, what car? What type of car was it? <laughs> Sounds like a real beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Drove it in through the back, brought it in, had a, had a, had a birthday party <laughs> for the uh, car. Fucking a miles to the gallon you getting that baby. <laughs> wow. Rugby. Yes, back to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Chewy up here later on. <laughs> Look, back to the game. There was a lot of characters back then again, so you've shared a dressing room with a few over the days. I'd say any, any people stick out? Any characters from back in your early days? Um, few for me. The two Sweeney brothers. Yeah, two Sweeney's, Joe and Trevor. Um, remember one day we were playing down in Monave. Joe, Caelan uh, Blade, Connacht scrum half. Yeah, his brother and his dad used to play scrum half and out half together. And uh, Trevor, myself and Trevor were playing against them one day. Now this was peak Sweeney days. Like he three things in his life: lifting weights, <laughs> rugby. And going into Envy on a Friday night <laughs> in a muscle top. <laughs> so uh, so um, the young fella, Darren, he was the scrum half and the old fella was an out half. And he threw an absolute fucking hospital pass one, one fucking day to, to the old lad. And the old lad caught the ball the same time Sweeney caught him. <laughs> fucking knocked him into next week. And I'm following the play. I'm running off after the ball. But I could hear Darren, the young fella, coming up. Dad, Dad, are you all right? <laughs> After Sweeney fucking killed them. Is it Joe or Trevor? That's uh, Trevor. Joe Joe didn't tackle. Sorry? Joe didn't do much. No, I was thinking of him. He sells drinking cards now. He could just (laughs) get well soon. Uh, right. Doesn't he? What? He does, yeah. yeah. He does, he does sell cards. Yeah. I'm just reading my cue for my cue cards. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> You're I just realised like, my handwriting is absolutely terrible. It is wild. Actually, look at this. The fucking size of it. <laughs> Something you'll see on the, the new... Sorry, okay. Where are we? Uh, Paddy, you've played with some good players in your career. <laughs> Name out some of the if, best players you've played against. Apart from me. Yeah, apart from Frankie. I, I might be showing my age, but... Back in New Zealand, um, in the good old days, <laughs> the All Blacks and Super Rugby players played club rugby and, and rep rugby coming through, so I was lucky enough, and I wish they did it now, but um, every weekend now there's All Blacks playing club rugby, and it's something that maybe Ireland could knock into if they're not playing games. Um, so even the likes of, I don't know how many, I wouldn't say there's many rugby people out here, but Byron Callagher, uh, Jeff Wilson and the likes played 60, 70 games for the All Blacks. That was, that was who, skinny little 17-year-old marking them. It was uh, scary enough. It would be, uh, be good crack seeing a few Irish internationals in the uh, out in Strand Hill. I don't think they'd well, like the changing rooms, though. But It wouldn't be much use here, like, do you know? What? If they did bring it in, there's no slight Irish international, like, so. Well, you, we'd see them, like, but... Yeah. Sorry, rugby, rugby. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> Frankie, same question to yourself. The best players I've played against? Yeah. Um, I was chatting to a lad a couple of weeks ago who reckoned I played against uh, Felix Jones. Uh, he reckons you did? He reckons, yeah, <laughs> I played against Felix Jones. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I did. Um, so if it wasn't Felix, it probably wouldn't be a rugby player, Ross. Um, I played a leg of darts against Eric Bristow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so I'd say it's either my good friend Felix, the World Cup winning coach, or Eric Bristow, the uh, world champion at Derby. <laughs> Sorry, what, what clothing did you play Eric in? I played him topless. <laughs> right, yeah. And schooled the cunt. <laughs> you won the leg, I assume. Hang on, did you? Did I play him topless? No, I didn't. I, I played him topless, but I didn't win. <laughs> Where was this? Over, uh, myself and Darren Norman were over in Manchester for a uh, for United-Liverpool game. And uh, Darren loves the darts. And he kept seeing these billboards all Bristol was doing, like, um, like a Q&A and an exhibition thing. Much like this. Much like this, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot classier than this. So um, Darren said, look, we have to go. I'll pay for the taxi. I'll pay for the tickets, everything. Walked into this place. like walking into like, the shameless bar. Like, it was an absolute disgrace. So Darren was up, front line and centre, waiting for it. Because like, when you bought a ticket, you also got the chance to be picked out to play Bristol in, in a leg of darts. Like. And um, I got called out, down the back, top off. Bristol, Bristol didn't see it coming. <laughs> he was rattled, was he? He was unnerved. <laughs> he had a few double, uh, triple ones. <laughs> Lovely. Felix or uh, Bristol? Bristol. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Paddy, obviously, uh, the rugby is your, your main passion. Did you ever dabble in any other local sports in your time over here? I, I dabbled in the uh, Sligo cricket team for a wee while. Oh, we're big fans of the cricket. Yeah, no. The game. And the IT one? No, you weren't in the. No, the games were in Galway, so I was like, fuck that, I'm not going down to Galway. But um, I used to love, when we actually got in the AIL, we played on Saturday. So I used to go to junior soccer on Sundays and Cartran United games, watching uh, Murty brush his teeth with a breakfast roll. (laughs) (laughs) Every Sunday. Bart Foley getting sent off after about two minutes. Um, that was, was the most entertaining, entertaining days of my life, actually, to be honest. That's on this. That was a, I'd never really watched uh, soccer before, so... You're also a bit of a, you're a big golf fan as well. There's, t- tell me about this Ryder Cup competition that yourself and Murty and the boys get involved in. Yeah, we basically, um, the rest of the world play Cartron and when they get out enough dull money together... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> take, <laughs> take Re- some, rewind the tape there and play it out for us. What was it? <laughs> we, it takes them a year to get it all together, and then um, they get a few uh, shirts from Pennies and uh, Iron uh, Nike signs on them. What's the, what's the score in overall Ryder Cups? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure we, we won uh, last we, year. The, the first year. <laughs> the first there's year. There's six of us. There's 7.9 billion of you. Who, who, who's interviewing who? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was doing here, I apologise. The, f- the first year we played them, uh, we, we obviously had team tops. The character and team's got these Fruit of the Loom uh, <laughs> t-shirts. None of them fucking matched and ordered these iron, uh, iron-on Nike symbols. None of them matched either. We actually uh, we'll got no response to that. You know, we'll, we'll touch on, the, on those cartoon days as well. So, Murt, tell us, what was Frankie like on the pitch? Well, Frankie was a, a competitor. Um, <laughs> a real wildcat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, was, he was a hungry little fighter. Uh, he used to play for a sandwich, actually. Um, <laughs> no, Frankie was good. Frankie was, he was, I'd say he's a bit like his rugby days. He was always wrecking people's heads. Like, like I remember 
there was one Sunday he played for us, and the day before he played a match, a junior match on the Saturday. I think it might have been against, I don't think it was Monave, but it was out in the rugby club. Portumna. Portumna, probably, yeah. Gang of lads <laughs> Gang are up from Portumna. But uh, Frankie, had, Frankie had licked a fella's face the day before. Do you remember the day you licked a fella's face in the scrum? No. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, no, Frankie's a good soccer player. He's a very good soccer player. I got, I got a raw deal now playing with Carter and a lad. I got hooked up with a couple of bad lads. Yeah, Did a lot of runny f- running for Benny O'Reilly and <laughs> Neil O'Brien. <laughs> Two of them set you up. Yeah, seems like you haven't forgot that, Frankie. The look in your face. Fucking haven't, they haven't. <laughs> um, also, Frankie, um, for you, those of you who don't know, uh, Brent Pope, actually, his autobiography, autobiography he uh, featured a few pages towards Frankie in it. So what did you do to leave such an imprint on that man that he did mention in his autobiography? Um, he was... Shocked that a player of my ability could be hidden in junior rugby in Ireland. Um, no, I was out. I was out in New Zealand for eight weeks with Brent in Christchurch, and um, the Irish team were playing there at the same time. And um, obviously, I was trying to chat up the local women and not get not being too successful at it. Um, so I changed tact when uh, when the Irish team were over. So Brent was walking through a shopping centre uh, one evening. This girl came running out of the hairdressers, goes or you, the Irish coach. And he's there, well, I'm coaching an Irish team, but probably not the one you think. <laughs> and uh, she was there, all oh, right, um, I'm asking about Frankie. He reckons he's, uh, he's going to be in the test squad if uh, Keith Wood uh, doesn't pass his fitness test and I'm going to get tickets to the game. <laughs> and this was put in his autobiography. In th- th- tell the story about your mother going and getting the autobiography. Yeah. So me, me, me mother, like, yeah, it is in the autobiography. Yeah. So um, my mother was queuing up in Easton's to get the autobiography, <laughs> and she's there like, oh, how's it going, Brent? I'm buying it for my son. I'm from Sligo. And uh, he said, oh, you don't know Frankie Feeney, do you? <laughs> she said, yeah, like, he's my son. Oh, he's on, check out page 248. <laughs> the 251, he's on it. <laughs> Proud, proud mother. <laughs> um, just to the bar staff, can we get a pint of Guinness there ready? Um, we just want to, last week on the pod, we announced Dara Byrne is sitting up the back as our Sligo Way pod player of the season. So whenever a pint of Guinness is ready, we're going to bring you up to the stage to touch the lucky jocks yeah, and down a pint of Guinness. We'll, we'll, we'll crack on. It wasn't in the running order. Sorry, Adrian, I slipped that one in there. Good, slipped the Mickey in <laughs> Don't turn your back, boy. Uh, <laughs> so while we're getting that ready, Paddy, uh, pre-season, I see a lot of lads up the back there, sowing pints, they're getting takeaways earlier, they're talking about having a wild summer. Um, pre-season, when's it going to start, and what kind of pain are they looking forward to? It'll be the usual pain. Probably a month off, I would say. You look angry, Paddy. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's staring at them. <laughs> They look a little bit fat as well. <laughs> hey! <laughs> They'll be right. He can see how fast he chops that ball. The boy will do one more preseason, Paddy. What's that, sir? The boy will ready for one more preseason. No, definitely not. <laughs> Time's done. done, Ada. I'm done. Don't be ringing now in November looking for a prop. <laughs> right, here we go. We're going to wrap it up. Murty said we a couple of questions to finish off for the boys towards the end of their, their thing. Um, just we're going to ask everybody before to finish up tonight. Uh, favorite takeaway in Sligo? Four lights. Four li- I used to enjoy the fights outside Four Lights when I first came. That must have been a rude awakening, actually, the fights outside Four Lights. Yeah, it was actually very entertaining. A couple of big four burgers and watched them. Early around uh-huh. the night, Pat Conway's hat was robbed. <laughs> what? 
That was one of the great nights in town. I, I, I think the Happy Eater. Like Happy Eater is a good shout, yeah. yeah. It's always and then what was the other question? Oh, yeah. If you could reopen one closed establishment in Sligo, what would you open? Be a pub, shop, Bucky's? Definitely McHugh's. Re- reopen. Yeah. Reopen, yeah. Uh, Carla Scarpa. Which? Uh, Carla Scarpa. <laughs> Bowling Alley. Which? Bowling Alley. Bowling Alley. Oh! Yeah. Go on, answer. Yeah. Okay, is that the lads? Yeah, I think that's it, more or less. Right, four of the lads don't go. They're going to pick out our first eight contestants of Sligo or not. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Sligo or not. Sligo. We're going to need to find out who they are now, yeah? So, sorry? We need to figure out who they are. Yeah. yeah. So the first round's coming up now. So everyone has their tickets. Listen yep. up. The Every lads are going to pick out a few numbers here. And that's who you're facing off against in the first ever Sligo or not Sligo. The bear is there as well, lads. Use one, it. One ticket? Yeah, one. So... Number 166 to 170. We're looking for 166 to 170. Someone has it. Well, we're up there in the corner. Right, Egg, you're up. Oh, it's Egg. Egg, is it? He's in round one, it is Egg. Yeah, that's Eamon Kelly in round one again. Right. And uh, they're going to be coming up against 126 to 130. 126 to 130. Who's he got? 126 to 130. Salmon colored ticket. Oh, here we go. 126 to 130. Quicker, yeah. Boom. Bernsey, come on up. Boy. They're all orange. Come on. Who was that? Here. Simon Cashman. Simon Cashman, that's our first quarter final. Battle of the Champs. So that's that's the time against Colony, I think. Yeah. Right, go again. Yep. Dara Byrne, get up here, man. Chop this point. Can we go again. Oh, yeah, there's four. There's a quarter final to be around here. Where, where, where's the box? Where's the, we need to pull out four. Three. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we rehearsed this for three weeks. <laughs> Sir. Uh, three, three, one to three, three, five. For three three one to three three five. Two two six to two thirty. Hang on a second. Who's that? Coda Waters! What number is that, Coda? Okay, who's three three one? It must be Three three one to three three five. Three three one to three three five. That's you, Jason. Oh, about six seconds. That's you, no. Three pick. Three oh one to three oh five. Three oh one, three oh five. 301-305. Come on. Draw again. We'll give it five seconds. We'll draw again. 301 to 305. Number one to number five. Number one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a 301. David Moriarty, Murty's brother. Come on, Spokes. What's that? 301. Right, we've got that one to five, isn't it? Uh, 121 to 125. 121 to 125. Chewy. Hey. Off against 206 to 210. John Bellew! <laughs> I didn't even put a ticket. <laughs> right, two more. 151 to 155. 151 to 155. Give it a second before you get in the next one. Come on. 151 to 155. Back again. Hold on, give it a sec. Give oh. it five. Give it five. Hang on. Oh, you have one. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Let's see. O'Gara, is that you? Kieran O'Gara. Kieran O'Gara. 151 to 155. Come on down! <laughs> and, Last one! Uh, Last one. 161 to 165. That's the next ticket. Fitzo! Oh, Fitzo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our quarterfinalists. So, Egg and Simon Cashman, you're first up. Merty has a few for ye. Or are we going now? Oh, we're going now. It's quarterfinal yeah, time. Let's get this done first. Hold on. We'll get this part. Oh, sorry, we'll I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. No, we're not. We're, yeah. right. We're, All right, Daryl, Bernsey, let's get you. Where are you? 
Sligo Pod Player of the Year. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Frankie, Paddy, thank you very much. Let's give a round of applause for the boys. Thank you. Wonderful, lads. That's fantastic. Cheers. Okay. um, I got ahead of myself there. Very sorry. Fair play to the lads. Fantastic. Um, So we're going to do the quarterfinals after the Gaelic. Yes. Next up, our second guest, our two GA heads. One man is delighted after Wednesday night's performance with Sligo. He was on the management team. One guy was crying into his ham sandwiches. He's a me old man. Let's give it up for RF and Con O'Mara. Doing just once would be enough for those who've lost in life for love. For those who've lost their guile and nerve, their innocence and their joy. Lads, how are you? You're very welcome. Great. Cheers, Edo. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Shook, shook as fuck, Edo. Two days yeah, on shook. the beer. He's been on the beer since uh, Wednesday after the under 20 game con, but we'll have to give him a round of applause, lads. Under 20 title back to Sligo for the first time. Um, so where did you go after game Wednesday? Actually, sorry, Shane, something to say? I was just going to say I was actually the last five minutes of that game I was probably cheering on uh, Sligo. So just to we're just terrified that there was no ham sandwiches. No sh- tears. <laughs> we're just chatting on the VAP lounge there. We were uh, you know shooting the breeze over a few. Uh, but you didn't buy me one anyway. Can no, take that note. I got a matter or two. We were saying that. Uh, Tears. We well, believe you don't really like me. I think you like the misery. You especially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't like James Horn, anyways. Uh, no. <laughs> I can get into that. No problem if you want. Uh, yeah, that's easy. Edo, I don't like me either. Well, <laughs> big, big Does anyone like me? <laughs> me. <laughs> um, Con. Ref, call your ref, yeah? Yeah. Are you still a man of mystery, actually? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. right, okay. Ref. No photos allowed here. You have, yeah. to, you have to do the old crime call thing of blurring his face out, because it's just a case. Verbally, uh, yeah. No, 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 you have way. a bit in common. Anyone know what it is? Handsome men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, both six foot four with everybody. <laughs> uh, no, you both played for Omar Gales. <laughs> Very true. Spot the Omar Gales uh, corner there. <laughs> Colin, you probably forgot because you played for six clubs since then. How many clubs have you had? Well, it's easier to go through the clubs I haven't played with, I suppose. Yeah, I started with Omar Gales. That's born in Ballast there. Tourist Strand, Calera, over to Boston with Shannon Blues. Yeah, there was a few of them. Boston Shannon? I went to then. Boston in, sorry, Shannon Blues in Boston. Yeah, no, yeah the Boston in America. You know that one, Edo? Yeah, I'm familiar with it, yeah. I've seen it in a movie once. Um, <laughs> back to Sligo, then to Calera. And then you got married. Uh, yeah, yeah, married. That's why I'm not allowed to go on the beer tonight. Uh, <laughs> can't afford the divorce lawyer if it's <laughs> day three, you know. Um, I suppose we would have played together for a long time, Con, for Clara. A um, few good memories, good stories. Yeah, a few good stories. I suppose it's an adult crowd here, you could tell them. Oh, tell away, yeah. After yeah. the waters, Mark, yeah. Leave, yeah. No, leave no graphic. It was out. the kind of guy that you go to Wicklow to play in a sevens tournament. <laughs> and you're in the middle of fucking nowhere in Wicklow, in the mountains. A pub is packed, all the locals in. It's called the Salty. 
What's it? The pub is called the Salty. The Salty. Edo disappears and comes back with a fucking hen under his arm and no top on. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly tribal, like. They did wildlife out the back. <laughs> they did. They did full wi- there was a pig on a spit. And then wildlife just roaming around the pub. Sure. Who wouldn't uh, pick up a hen? <laughs> but, uh, that's tame now. I thought you were going to go worse with that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd be safe enough. The other good one with you was uh, Edo brought the dog to training one morning. <laughs> and Jerry Manahan, I don't know if you know Jerry, Monty. Monty was training us. So Monty was saying, get the fucking dog away off the pitch. Get the fucking dog off the fucking pitch. Off the fucking pitch. But Monty came sporting a pair of new runners. Lovely white runners on him. And Monty was, I don't know what age he is, but he was in his 60s at the time, and he wouldn't be happy with the pace we'd be going at, me especially. So he'd take the ball and, no, fucking, you want to be going like this. So he goes off on a solo run with the ball and slips on this thing that looked like a croissant on the ground <laughs> in the lovely white runners. Edo's dog had just done a masterpiece. <laughs> so <laughs> we were rolling on the ground laughing. He takes off the runners, and they're the ones with those lovely grooves on them. Yeah, they make so, speed, speed lines, they make them go faster. He was looking for a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the boys' crew says, said, Jerry, he says, Monty, I think Edo made him make the shit. I fucking say he did. <laughs> good girl, good girl. <laughs> <laughs> Treats in my pocket for, that was fucking, that was funny. Monty was a good manager. Uh, what about today? We're going to play Eastern Harps in the championship. And what was his last waiting your list for, for a team talk, for a speech? About so the championship game. You're getting ready for the first championship game and you're really pumped. And Monty would come in and he'd, you know, he'd go through a few bits and pieces and come on, come on, come on. But he kind of ran out of things to say. So he's looking around and we still have a couple of minutes to go. So he goes, lads, fucking Niall Murphy, full forward. Best Sligo footballer since Mickey Kearns. So fucking give the ball into Murphy. Do you know what it's like, he said, when you have Murphy in full forward and don't give him the ball? It's like having a young one in the bed and you don't ride her. <laughs> Come on, Calera! <laughs> Throw Did, one? Did you win? <laughs> one! <laughs> you knew what he was doing, Monty. <laughs> it pops. Ref, talk to us about Mayo. We, there's, a, there's a real interest in Mayo down here, I think, in the GA circles. I'm, I'm fascinated by them. The, the fan culture, absolute lunatics. Actually, myself and Frankie, our previous guests, are big members of the Mayo GA banter page. Banterpage. Banterpage, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the asylum. Ah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I love commenting on it. It's that's fucking... <laughs> There's people there that, that aren't even from Mayo, including yourselves, that just set up accounts just to write just up... Just keep writing 19 MO salmon. That's... <laughs> They're absolutely... Like, they are mental. And it's, it's, it's a certain type of people now, you know, people in their 50s or 60s that... Uh, have just gone on Facebook or they've got smartphones in the last four or five years. They don't realise everyone can see what the what these people write. So it's like. It's our first. It's our first time. We're very sorry. Where, where's Aaron Tansy when you need him? We'll strive to do better. And that's my story. <laughs> so right. Mayo County Board are trying to censor you. <laughs> they're doing that long enough now. What is your relationship with the Mill County Board? Uh, Healthy no, now? It's good, yeah. What was your previous now. relationship with the Mill County Board? Uh, frosty, frosty. <laughs> it was, uh, it's like the weather, seasons, it changes, you know. <laughs> we're, we're in the spring now and it's, things are going, grass is growing, it's getting good. I'm actually involved with the Mayo Academy, I'm under the 16 coach. I've met you, I've met you up in, in things, so it's not obviously that bad if, if they let me... But no one knows your real name, that's why you're involved. <laughs> <laughs> They know shame. well, they know well. They know we better well. give the podcast a shout out here. Yeah. You know, it's great. Like Ref, as a pod, uh, Ref podcast, it's 
If you don't care about GA or even no. Mayo, you love it. I could tell you what's happening in the Junior B Championship now yeah. in the West <laughs> fucking division. With Lo- loads of people around uh, around Ireland now are listening to it because it's just uh, his sidekick Enda is one of the best ah, he's characters one the best, yeah. ever. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's not even from Mayo, is he? No, he's from Cavan, and no one knows ha- <laughs> no one knows why he's in Mayo. That's the best part. <laughs> And I have no clue either. Like I don't know the man from Adam. <laughs> you know, I just I, I have his email address. He comes online. We just talk about football. That, don't really talk. Would about you ever go for a pint together? Like never, never, never Shut met him anywhere. I, I've only started going to games with him the last this year. Like I, w- I wouldn't know anything about him. Are you serious? Yeah, it's better that way. It's better to keep a distance because when you're chatting to someone, then it's more genuine. The people are listening. They'll. It, it looks like the, or sounds like there's two fellas that are trying to figure each other out and talk about football. <laughs> but he's taking. We do. Yeah, shy talk. But he's taking it to another level. Like he's blagging his way into the Crow Park press box and all, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, that 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 caused a bit of <laughs> a bit of controversy now in the last couple of weeks. But uh, it happens. It happens. It happens. Look at it. It's, uh, it's just uh, certain people that don't like those other people getting in on their little slice of cake and bollocks. I'm going for the full cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know. We know fine well. God bless and save us. But come here. I seen it described. If Mayo won, a cha- won the championship, there'll be people 69 in the streets of Swinford. Will it be that wide? 69 in every fucking street. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind Swinford. <laughs> no, I. I, I what would happen? What would happen? That's the best. That's that's a great question. It's like how did, you know, how did what was a big bang? Like no one knows. <laughs> no one genuinely knows what would happen if Mayo won in All Ireland. That's the truth because it's, like. We're, we're so accustomed to getting bet now. Like it, we we lose the run of ourselves for so many times that now it's just kind of like last year. Last year was the hardest one of the lot. Um, it really like it's it's tough to win. were angry with you last year. You fucking you fucked it up yourselves last oh, year. Oh, we, Dublin and we were disgusted. Shit the togs. We're disgusted. Still, still are. There's still a there's a there's a resentment there uh, with the way things went and uh, including the fans. Like that day was. Oh, Horrendous. I was really hungover at a wedding the day before. <laughs> um, just about got to the game. I had to, I had to get my friend to drive the car. Um, the, the satellite cruiser, that, yeah, which was parked outside, by the way. <laughs> and uh, got back, finally got back to the car. Fucking parking ticket on the car. And I just, it was like, it was like when Homer was uh, coming out in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I broke a soy nappy on your face. Dunk. <laughs> uh, you'll win it someday. Um, uh, here we go. <laughs> no, I won't say no. I can enjoy. I enjoy. No, I don't enjoy the misery, but <laughs> it's a story. It, I do. It, look, if Mayo were to actually ever do it, it would be without a doubt the best sports story of all time. <laughs> I tell you now, you lads will realise if you had lost as many finals, got as close and spent as much as money as we have following those bastards up the road. <laughs> You'd be a happy man too if you got over the line. The Rovers went long enough without winning anything. That's ah, you won something though. You've actually celebrated and you've won cups and you won a league. Yeah, yeah. Three is yeah, yeah. We've, what have we won? We've won fuck all. You've won the people's hearts, ref. You've won the people's hearts. <laughs> and even that's actually slipping now. Con, you were involved with Sligo for a long time. Um, you probably crossed the divide from amateurism to professionalism on the county scene. Um, we all hear some of the great stories on the trainings, any spring to mind? Um, uh, you went from the days of just running laps to more scientific stuff, but you went on a, on a warm weather training camp one year, did you? Yeah, I know, we went out to play the Lingas after 2002. Um, great crack, but uh, there was a lad on the panel, Scoop Carty, I don't know if you know him, Aidan. 
the kit man so at the minute for Sligo G. He was going out with a good Mayo woman. I won't mention her name as we go. Um, so <laughs> girlfriends okay. were allowed to go. There was a, that was a Probably bone of contention, away. big time. Uh, luckily, I was single at the time, so it didn't affect. But Scoop was out there with this new girlfriend, and she was alternative would be the PC word, I suppose. Uh, so it was fairly hectic. So Scoop and herself were just not seeing eye to eye with everything that was going on. But Scoop came back one day into the apartment and she had a fucking bag of white powder and he lost his shit. He said, fucking, 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 I put up with a lot. He says, but fucking not drugs. She was going doing the washing. He's <laughs> <laughs> given up a reception to do the washing. <laughs> The other one with the same girlfriend, they definitely shouldn't be telling this, but fuck it, <laughs> at this stage. Uh, over in Boston the following summer, and she happened to be in the apartment that we were staying in, and Kenny Morley from Curry, I don't know if there's any Curry people here. He no, they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny was in the apartment, and... We're actually live stream to Howley's, actually. So. <laughs> Great spot. Great spot. But uh, Kenny's girlfriend was friendly, but Scoop's girlfriend. So... They did the decent thing when Scoop came over for the week. They vacated. Keys in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it was done at the time. They, they, they vacated their bedroom for Scoop and the girlfriend for the week. But <laughs> we had a game on the Sunday, fairly heavy session after. Went to work on the Monday and came back fucking dying. And Kenny forgot that he had given Scoop and the girlfriend the bedroom for the week. <laughs> and he walked in. <laughs> To find Scoop wearing her fucking thong. <laughs> but don't tell anybody I said that. <laughs> and the follow-up on that is the story was home before I got back from Boston. And uh, Scoop was very nervous. You were in the Scoop, actually. That's right. Here, Kieran's cousin. Disgusted here. The sound could go in the middle of this story. Uh, but he was working in the Strand at the time, and Barry Carty, his cousin, was in it. So... Scoop came in to the bar and the fucking whole place knew it at this stage. We're all laughing about it. <laughs> Barry goes to him, what's fucking wrong with you? What is your knickers in a knot? <laughs> Who fucking told you? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, you know, the old days of the county. Men wearing tongs and accusing <laughs> their women of <laughs> taking drugs in Clare Lingus. We've all been there. Um, might fast forward to next weekend, lads. A quick look at what's going on. Um... You have the big, or oh, you actually this weekend, Mayo Galway. Yeah. 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 Are you going to it? You probably aren't even going to it, are you? No, I am, I am, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I the other books giving out shite on Twitter about seats for season ticket holders. You can't sit in the middle of the ground. Huh? You can't sit in the middle of the ground if you've got the season ticket. He has a seat in the middle of the ground, like, he's still giving out anyway. Like, the big cabin bastard. Yeah. Will you, bring him up? Will you bring him up to meet us someday? I just want to meet him. Yeah. He's like, he reminds me of Hans Moleman from The Simpsons. I just want to meet him. It's like kissing a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> I, met him, I met him in Beacon around... He's, a, he's deceptively tall. I met him in Beacon at the Summer Hill game and he wouldn't talk to me. He was thick as fuck. Why? Yeah, uh, big... What, he was just... He was there trying to get... Are you right. paranoid, though? I am quite paranoid. He was shy about you, I said. me shy. Did he know who even you were, like? I beg your pardon? Did he know who you were? I was wearing a name badge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know. Me, old Galway, Sunday, yeah. Going to be a dinger. Um... Hard call it now. I, I was confident all the last couple of weeks. Thought, you know, I may all get back after the league. The injuries to clear up, but they haven't. Um, Is it true that there was a big heavy training before the league final? There was. There was a big heavy training block for about three weeks before the league. So they only had a, they've only got a certain window where they can actually do this training. So 
the sacrifice the last couple of games of the league and the league final and that's you know the, the injuries came out as well like so you have to you have to, you have to the whole back in a sligo and the heartiest stuff best of luck from us lads to win next weekend <laughs> and i truly mean <laughs> thanks th- thanks <laughs> big arms con next saturday we're in the park roscommon any chance uh i wouldn't hold out too much hope if i'm being fully honest about it uh the park is good but roscommon are playing at a, a fairly high level yeah aren't they yeah, they're playing great football. Um, Sligo man down involved with them. Luke Bree involved with training. Clare man, yeah. Yeah, um, they're very good forwards. Very strong midfield. Big Eddie Nolan is after coming in there. I would have coached him in the school in Athlone, the Marist. He's a freaking, he's a big beast now and he can play ball as yeah, well. Yeah, just a sh- an ape or complete No, football? he's not like me yet, though. He can play ball, he said, as well. <laughs> when we used to play with O'Mara, Clara, don't kick it! <laughs> You get the odd one then, and you'd fucking keep kicking fucking everything. No wonder we won fuck all. <laughs> you kick a good ball, Jay, though, he wouldn't go for it. He'd be ah, so surprised. Yep, yep. He'd be shocked. Yeah, no, I think, I think Roscommon are very good. Um, no, the other thing is, you'll get a kick from Sligo going to New York. I know it wasn't the most impressive performance, but the teams that go over there, it's, a, it's like a bonding session. Yeah. So the boys would have got a good session, and I think, Sean, you were fragile enough on Wednesday night. I think there might have been a few beers after the game. Jet lag. Jet lag, yeah, yeah. Uh, that does bring teams together. So yeah. I'd be hoping for a good performance, but I can't see us, I can't see us turning over. I said last during the week, like it, was a, it was kind of a no-win in a way. If we'd bet New York by 13, 14 points, they were shite. Merch made a great point on the pod the last night about the every time Roscommon are favourites. Yeah, yeah, and that's true too. Yeah, because yeah, I lost 750 euro on the bastards. So like we're 11. If you knew us, then it's like we're 11 to four that day. Uh, one to two, or were what were Roscommon one to two? I was putting 750 on, get the grand back, everything be rosy in the garden. The game wasn't on TV. It was like oh. it was a Saturday evening, like next. I week. remember going in telling the old lady, "I've lost it all." <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't gambled since. <laughs> now, the, the only thing with Roscommon and Sligo, if you go down through the years, though, whether there's a good Sligo team, poor Roscommon team, or vice versa, there's never more than a kick in a ball between them at the end of the they game. They always fancy they can beat each other, I think. If one is down and the other is down, up, yeah. they always fancy. Sure, Sligo went off 1-6 to in the 2010 Connacht final, yeah. which is crazy. Well, I was chatting on the last week, to Paul, dude, didn't he? will Sligo obviously play a different system to play against New York, surely? I'd say there, there could be a few personnel changes as well. You know, so. they'd be daft not to. They'd be daft not to show their hand against New York when they're playing the big game the next day. And well, that's I think in the whole Division Four, I thought the same. Just get through Division Four and get through it, and then have something planned the whole yeah, way for. Yeah, and I, I, I think for Sligo as well. I think they have to go for the Talton Cup and keep. You know, they have to keep the foot down. The only way they're going to improve is by keep pushing themselves and playing these games. If they go and put the hands up and go, oh, it's only the Talton Cup. You're not. You're never going to get over. Would you play in the Talton Cup? Would I play? I play Mayo. fucking anything. <laughs> yeah, fucking a junior B championship at Omar Gales. Oh, <laughs> which we lost. All <laughs> oh, right, sorry. But you know, fully, fully agree with ref there. Like, if, you know, if it is Talisman Cup that we go into, you have to get into the habit of winning. All these games bring things on. Like, we do have young players coming through that you need to. They need to get into the habit of playing these county games. Get, get fitting in for it. You know. No, true, hundred percent. You are where you are. Famous saying. Yeah. Well, the league doesn't lie. No, just it's the only way out of it. Right. So we're looking at a Sligo Mayo Connor final in three or four weeks' time in Hyde Park. We'll get the we'll get the bus up and we'll meet in the Red Parrot. If I hear about this Red Parrot again, I can't wait to go in it. I was never in Roscommon Town until the Armagh game this year. <laughs> I genuinely said it. Ender brought me. He goes, "We'll drive through the town." I was like, "I've never been in this place at it's all." It's lovely this time oh, of year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. 
the Red Pirates some establishment. They've kind of they've kind of closed up a bit, but we were there around 2000 and the glory years. They used to have uh, back stairs, and you get up them, and they'd have costumes up there, like yeah. like actual just full grown costumes for like a Barney thing. I mean, you know, hotel on a Sunday. Which of course they were all robbed and down the road and wild stuff. I went back three years later with Keyside. Keyside Rovers were playing with Common Town. And the fucker behind the bar, you, not a chance. <laughs> Remembered you. Three years. You and, me took, were, you didn't and I was wearing, remember me I was wearing the Teletubbies costume. How do you recognize I me? I remember ref walking in the door. <laughs> I walked in here this evening and the, the bouncer was like, have you got tickets? I was like, yeah, I have tickets, yeah. And then walked up to the thing and the two boys were there. Oh, no, uh, I said, was it Bert? Oh, no, no, you didn't. The first, I walked by, I was, how's things? And you just went, oh, yeah, you just go in there, yeah, no problem. And then I was like, oh, Mert, how's things? Ross just seen the dollar signs walking by him. Yeah, yeah, just another customer. Like. <laughs> <laughs> did I hear did I not say to you? Five seconds later. I was like, fuck, it's red. <laughs> Apologies. Ah, uh, yeah, but it was too late. It was too late. <laughs> I was, in I was Giva, hurt at that I was stage. In Giva, not and sure. we'd be texting and everything. Like, oh, I know, yeah. Embarrassed. Didn't recognize you without the pint. Hey, your, what, your WhatsApp friends are too, eh? Yeah, ah, yeah. Lovely. What are you talking uh, about? Well, if you answered your fucking phone, you'd be a WhatsApp friend too. <laughs> I had to ring him three times about something, and three times... About a bonus, come and train him at Clare on a Tuesday night. Yeah, but we had to get him and somewhere. And he didn't show up then. He will, he'll be there next week. He'll be there next week. <laughs> he's a good guy, he's a good guy. Shane Stapleton, is that his name? Uh, Stanton. Stanton, lovely fella. Right. <laughs> we'll finish up in two seconds, but first, I want to say to Con about the under-20s on Wednesday. It was excellent. Just what a night for the county. First time... The under-20 competition is probably going to 75, is it? Yeah, probably, yeah. I think you... Did you lose a final? 94? We lost the final in 94. We were against the good middle of the team. David Brady, John Casey, all those boys. We were three points up with five minutes to go and didn't finish our dinner. Let, got hammered then. I think I was sent off after nine minutes of the replay down in Castle Bear. Not my yeah, greatest you moment. Let, you let us all down that day, Con. But... Um, <laughs> There was like, there's been how many since? I know the, the 99, I think, as well. There's been how many? The, the one about Galway a few years ago after yeah. extra time in the park. Yeah. That was an excellent team. So to finally get over the line was just relief. Well, You've been with that team for the last three years as well. Yeah, it was special for them. And um, these boys, like the under-20s are a great bunch. They're, they're way more mature than I was at 20 or 40. Um, <laughs> what age you know? <laughs> 47. Jeez. But uh, great, no, it, it was great. You're on Great Nick for a 47-year-old. He's like a Ken doll. You want to see him naked, actually. You want to see him no, with another stitch. He's like a Ken doll. He's, He's like a what? Right. Ken we, doll. We'll we go back to the 20s there yeah. real quick. But uh, no, they're, they're a great bunch. <laughs> yeah, just, and, uh, just flat. There. I suppose a lot of people will be coming to you. A lot of people will be coming up saying, oh, you were lucky and so on and so forth. Like... Uh, how many times have we been the wrong side of results? Like, it's just unbelievable. And the, all I'd be saying is, if we're lucky twice more, there'll be another cup coming to the county. Well, that's it. It's only two more wins. Now, we were lucky in the end. We, we should have been probably further ahead at halftime. Yeah. I would have thought. And then with the wind, I thought we'd have scored more. Like, Owen Smith probably didn't have his best game, and he then hits 1-1. Like a monster free. And the game yeah. swings then. Um, yeah. You've no Nicky Brujos down in uh, Mayo, obviously, because your goalkeeper was stink. Yeah. Yeah, look at he's look at you know he's only twenty years old and you're going to slay him on a podcast. <laughs> he's like, a man and I rise. Come on now. I'm only rise. There's a human level to this head on you sunk below that there. <laughs> I know he did but look at he was unfortunate. He was unfortunate. But look it, look it wasn't a great for Sligo. Um Deli- look at I even tweeted about it, I was delighted to see them win it. Um fair play to them. They deserved it because they kept plugging away like when Mayo the whole game didn't look 
like they were knew what they were doing. Like they were they were kicking a couple of big scores, individual efforts, but you can see Sligo's plan. Yeah, Sligo looked like a team that knew what they were doing. I said it. To, I said it to Con earlier. It's like it's like um, Mayo one said it looked like a sheep jog in the pitch. And there was two lads shouting two different things at the dog, and the dog was going like fuck, but he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> like they were really were trying, but they they know they, they didn't have it. Things looked overcomplicated for Mayo. Sligo, you could see what they were trying to do, and uh, you're calling us simple now, ref? Is it? We're, we're yeah, simple. Simple works. Simple do. Yeah, just on the lads, they were meant to come in tonight. Uh, or they were the supposed to be our guests of honour, but they're still drinking out in um, yeah, it's local. Uh, in Drumcliff, but. Uh, the lads. They might uh, land yet. I was saying I was going to bury one of them when he came in because he was interviewed post-match and he came out with the comment that things were so bad on the sideline he said Connemara was pulling out his hair by the end of the game, you know? <laughs> so Oshin and Enda is recording it here for me. You know, fellas will be saying what are the panel like and they're all sound, but Oshin Ducky Gorman, he's sound enough now, but he came back into some bad shape, Oshin, in fairness, back in October. His arse was so fat that we had to get Eamon McMunn to get a big industrial-sized tub of Vaseline to put it down the side of the door of the dressing room so we could get him in to tug out before he went out on it. It's a fine so that's for you, Oshie. And the other one is Jim Davis, long-time listener. He's out there telling them how St. Pat's are going to win a championship in the next two years. Senior championship. Yeah, and we had Jim on the show. We had Jim on the, sh- Jim on the show when we were out in O'Connor's one Monday. Yeah. He was supposed to be training. The bowl Jim. <laughs> now, Jim. <laughs> um, lads, it's been fantastic. Con, finally... In the dressing room for many years, uh, why do you wear a cup the whole time? <laughs> one of those big, like, American football cups. I always wondered, so I'm here now and I might as well ask you, like, it's, it seems strange. You know, you know fucking well why you wear the cup. Assless as well. First county final in 97. <laughs> Went for a break ball. I learned never to do that again, anyway. But as I was coming back up with it, their centre back came in, he was wearing a wedding ring. And he caught me with a, the hand on a tender part. Caught me. <laughs> on the top of the foreskin. The fandangle. So, actually, down about here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <The> ankle tap. <laughs> no, unfortunately, we were wearing white shorts, so physio came on and bottle of water down, and that was okay. So I was going to have time to look down. Fucking shorts were red. <laughs> so we went in, and there was a doctor on duty. Fucking official guy, like, the glasses down on the nose, and he was looking at it going... I'm afraid that's the end of your game, young man. You know, I was on fucking first county final, away to fuck. So I went out and, <laughs> and played your on. Sex life. <laughs> and sex life. So I went out and we played on. So I went up to the hospital to get it looked after afterwards. Sorry, Con, I just want to stop you now. So is this why you got the nickname Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> finish it off, finish it off. <laughs> so I went up to the doctor and at the time, the Calera lads used to hang around with some of the nurses that were working up in the hospital, so they were there pissing themselves laughing. So it came that none of them would come in to assist the doctor that had to go stitching it up. <laughs> so he'd get eight stitches in it. But uh, the doctor, an Indian doctor, I won't even do the accent. Talk about his penis, by the way, if anyone doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, was it around? Was it around? Or yeah, it, 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 it went around about a quarter of the way. And... Uh, <laughs> So the doctor looked at it and he says, uh, young man, he says, you can have no sexual relations for at least three weeks. And I said to him, I'm a single man. Can you guarantee me I'll get some fucking after that? <laughs> That's been fantastic. Yeah. RF and Conor Thank you. Thank you. We're going to do the uh, quarterfinals of Sligo or not Sligo here, you know. Thanks, man.
Right, can we have our first two quarterfinalists in Sligo or not Sligo? We're going to take a 10 minute break after this as well. Egg versus Simon Cashman. Up, up. Kieran. Hey. Get the cue cards, Ross, will you have? I want my own so it's best of three, is it? Yeah, best of three. Are you familiar with the, the game? Okay. Right, you all should know the game at this stage. So who have we got here? We've got Egg Simon and... Simon doesn't know. Simon, right, so basically we're going to say a place it's either in Sligo or not in Sligo. It can I be a, a place, an establishment. Uh, uh, well, that's a, a, a fish, fish tackling place, yeah. A fish tackle shop, yeah. <laughs> right, so basically it's best of three, so you get one each, right? So Simon, I start with you. So basically, your answer is Sligo or not Sligo. That's how you answer. That's how you answer. Right. Put up that music. The right. yes, oh, the there's a bit of tension. Right. First question to Simon. Ah who? Ah who? A G H O O. Ah who? It's a townland. Sligo or not Sligo, Simon? I gotta go not Sligo. Correct. It's in Leitrim. It's in Leitrim. Eamon. He's on egg here. Eamon. Jingle jangle. Sligo. Correct. Phone shop, yeah. One all, one all. He's so calm. If it's best of three, how does this work? We keep going. <laughs> right, okay. Um, Simon. Del Papa's Pizza. It's a pizzeria. Not Sligo. Correct. It's in Donegal. It's in Donegal. Eamon. Rainbow Chinese. It's good. It's good Chinese. Rainbow Chinese. I'm gonna go not Sligo. Oh, unfortunately, it's in Tubbercurry. Oh! Simon Cashman's first man through the semi-finals. Big win. Egg is embarrassed. <laughs> right. David Moriarty, Claude Waters, get right up here. Yeah, yeah, where is he? He's there, I can see him. David, come on. Come on. Yes, you're up, you're up. <laughs> Simon Cashman romps through to the semi-finals. He could get those coveted Wild Roots tickets. Claude, you're a long-time fan of the podcast. Great to see you. Right, Kieran. It's time to crank that music again. Start with Claude here. Um... For Pete's steak. In Sligo. One for Claude. David. That hairy goat. It's a pub in Bunnaden. <laughs> the hairy goat. Not Sligo. It's not, it's made not up completely. Sligo, that's, that's one all, one all. <clears throat> uh, Claude, Lover's Lane. Sligo. It is, it is. She's been there before, it sounds like. Oh! Uh, David, uh, Duggan's Egg Farm. What's that? Duggan's Egg Farm? Duggan's Egg Farm, yeah. Uh, goose eggs, duck eggs, any kind of egg you want. Not Sligo. Not Sligo is right! Sudden death. Sudden death. Genius. Oh, wow. Uh, Cloda, Siberia. Not Sligo. Sligo, you live not far away from it, actually. That's right, isn't it? Yes. It's near Ransborough. No, no, you need to get this right first, David. Hang on a second. You're such a rat. 
David, Norbert Ferguson Parade. Nobby Ferguson Parade. Nobby Ferguson, as we f- fondly know him around these parts. Norbert Ferguson Parade. Not Sligo. Oh, it's Sligo! She's back <laughs> in the game! She's back! The tension here is unbelievable. Cloda, um, Yates' rocking chair. Where WB used to swing back and write his stuff. Yates' rocking chair. Not Sligo. Not Sligo was right. David is saying it. The fox's den. Hey, shut up now! Yeah. There. Not Sligo. Sligo! Cloda's yeah. true! It's in. Right, who you got next? We've got Chewy and Johnny Bellew. Chewy and Johnny B. Oh. Claudia, you're into the semi-finals where you'll face Simon Cashman. That should be a real battle. Looking forward to that now. Two great Saigo men now approach the stage. Two contrasting, I want a fair fight. Two contrasting styles here. Two contrasting styles, yeah. Let's see how they go. Right, lads, you know the rules. Karen, let's crank that tension up. Whoa. Crank that tension up. Beautiful, Karen. John, Mr. M. Vape. Sligo. Correct. Correct. Seems John Bellew's got a big following here. He's got a big crowd behind him. Chewy. The Loch Gara Cat Hotel. Not Sligo. Uh, it's in Sligo, my friend. In Sligo. It's probably the most famous cat hotel in Sligo. Yeah. Trick question. Trick right. question. This is for the. This is actually for the win straight away, John. Um, the Georgian Village Antiques. Georgian Village Antiques. Not Sligo. It's on Key uh, Street. It's, it's on Key, Key Street, Street, my friend. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. A lifeline. Chewy, you need to get this or John Bell, you go straight to the semi-final. Chewy, the Dapper Duck Pub. Sligo. Gertrude, correct. It's a big save. That is a big save. John, all screwed up hardware. All screwed up hardware. Fuck. <laughs> it has you right in the edge this game, doesn't it? I'm going to say not Sligo. You want to say not Sligo? Yeah. You'd be correct. You'd be correct. Wow, he's, he's brought his fans here tonight, John Bellew has. Chewy. Chewy. Uh, a paint shop, a lady and a brush. A lady and a brush. A, a paint. Not Sligo. Correct, it's in Donegal actually. It does exist. Bally Shannon, is it? John. The Spanish Armada Monument. Spanish Armada. Sligo. Correct, correct. Try to sabotage our actually World Cup of Sligo pubs by voting for Langs. Yeah, they did actually. Bastards. Yeah. Or how else did they get it? A, a monument has a Twitter bit. It's unbelievable. They're both what, on what the a, again. What a time to be alive. Um, simple Simon's Health Food, Jimmy. Say in the game. Simple Simon's Head Food. Sligo. No, I'm afraid it's in Donegal. Gone. Out. John Bennett is into the semi final. Okay, final quarter final. Kieran O'Gara versus Brendan Fitzsimons. Let's get up here. <laughs> Fitz was not popping around here. <laughs> Brendan Fitzsimons could be my favourite now for the title. He could be my favourite. We went through a lot of them. Yes. 
All right, well, a bit of hush. And Karen, for the last time for the quarterfinal, let's let's get the tension up. <coughs> Brendan, ah, uh, no heckling. Have manners down there, yeah, pup. Uh, Brendan, Rams Bottoms Pharmacy. Not Sligo. Not Sligo is right. Karen, um, Gannon's Gravy Factory in Tubbercurry. <laughs> gravy Factory. Raf, Raf loves it. I, 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 that might be a curveball, so I'll say not Sligo. Not Sligo. No, there's no gravy factory in Tupper Curry, it turns out. Um, Brendan, Dickie's Rock. Not Sligo. Not Sligo, yeah. Um, Kieran, McLean's Bear. Not Sligo. Sligo. Brendan's through. That's it. That's it. That's it done. Get off the stage. Brendan for Simon's is true. Hard right, luck, Karen. Okay, we're going to take a quick 10 minutes and we're back with Raf and Alan King. Yeah, correct. Thanks so much. So far, get to the bear. We'll see you in 10 minutes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. Uh, second half of the show. Is everyone around? I've lost the lads. There you are, Ross. You might come up here. Those things. Marty, uh, on our first bit of light entertainment for the night, um, could you put your hands together for Mr. Peter Wynn from Pete's Steak? He's going to do a wee party piece. Not sure what's coming here, but let's, let's see what Peter has for us. Do you want the wireless, do you want the wireless mic? Hi, Peter. Take it away, I suppose. Thank you very much. Uh, I've had a couple of drinks on me, so we're just going to do this national anthem of Ireland. It's called My Lovely Horse. Bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, ba, bum, my lovely, lovely, lovely horse. My lovely horse, my lovely. You're a pony no more. Riding around with a man on your back like a train in the night, yeah. Like a train of the... I'm not going to lie to you, I missed a couple of verses there, but... Oh, we start again, that's it. 
My lovely, lovely, lovely horse. My lovely, my lovely. Rolling through the fields. Where are you going with your fetlocks blowing in the wind? I want to shower you with sugar lumps and ride you over fences. I want to sing to you every single day and take you to the horse dentist. My lovely, lovely, lovely horse. My lovely horse. My lovely. You're a pony no more. Riding around with a man on your back. Like a train in the night. Yeah. Like a train in the... Thank you. Peter. Peter win. Peter was actually... Have you got more, Peter? Have you got another one? That's all he's got. Um, Peter is actually the profiteer of for Pete's steak in Colony, so if you need a butcher's, Peter will kill a pig for you. Okay? Good to go. Lads, ugh, my voice just broke. Um, I believe the Mac attack is looking down from us up there, I believe. Hello, Mark. There's been talk. There he is, Macker. Any sign of Gino? Gino was in the shower 10 minutes ago, he's en route. Okay, okay. They okay. lost 3 2. Oh, that's hey, it. here he is! <laughs> Just out of the shower! That wasn't scripted. It's not you, good way. Gino! Gino! That wasn't scripted. Right. It's time for. That's your cards. Two Sligo Rovers legends. Ronan, you might go through a few of the stats with the boys. Uh, I don't have the stats ready yet, open. Stats, okay. The multiple. Multiple FAI Cup winners, League Cup winners, League winners, Satanta Cup winners, played in Europe loads of times. Just winners. Sorry? Just winners, really. Just winners, just winners. We've two winners come to the stage, Alan Keane and Raphael Cretero. The Tubber Curry Tornado. This is the mic. Yeah. Oh. We, had a th- we actually had a theme song for you, we're not playing it, so we'll sing it. We need- na, 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 na. Na 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 Hey Sligo Rovers Na 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 Hey Yeah Right lads great to have you Let's go easy on us We've got one import and we've got an import from Top of Curry which is a big thing into this town but Raph was always taken to our hearts in the showgrounds. So, lads, I suppose, Raph, you first signed for Rovers in the year 2000. Don O'Reardon, I'd say. Uh, yeah, Tommy Cassidy and then Don O'Reardon, yeah. So he signed for Tommy Cassidy. Got that, Tommy he Tommy got Cassidy, the first, yeah. first start wrong. It's a bad start. <laughs> good, good start, good start. <laughs> um, different times from the years 2000 to 2005 when you were first there. Absolutely, yeah. We were obviously down in the, the first division, so it was... Uh, a big, a big drop uh, been down there, but like you see, then the golden years, the, you respect it a lot more when you go into the, the Premier Division and, and, and you get the win, obviously, in the cups and stuff like that. So, big difference. Can I throw Raph on the spot straight away? Go on. Can you name as many shirt sponsors for all the years you play for Slag Rovers? Can you name each shirt sponsor? As many as you can, Raphael. It's okay. We're all friends here. I, I can only remember the Volkswagens one because they were the ones we won in. Tours, surely. <laughs> Tours the kind of starting off. Anyone else? Yeah. He wasn't around your Beamish, were you? Just, I was just after. 
Come on, Mert. Sorry, Kino, you landed here in 2000. I'm, my stats are wrong, so it's probably not 2008. But. Uh, 2009, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was meant to be 2008, but it was in Australia. I told Paul Cook that uh, I missed the first flight, and I got the, the other flight home, which was in February. So you're both, obviously, I suppose we start with Cookie. Cookie was obviously a character, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> what stories do you want from Cookie? Ah, any stories you have. I could tell you a few stories myself. I used to work in a bookie, so... No detail, no matter how graphic. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll sum Cookie up in, in just... This one here, I think we were playing sport in Fingal and uh, we were one nil up at half time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and um, end up losing the game, I think, 2 1. So, came in after it, fucking all the lads, obviously, fucking mad as fuck, obviously, going one nil up and end up losing the game 2 nil. Cookie comes in and he'd, he'd be there walking and he'd be saying his talking in his head away, and then he'd go, See you, Piercy. Fucking just headed, fucking headed, you went here. Just fucking headed, he'd be saying to him. And then he'd look around and then he'd go, he'd go to Keno, then, you fucking cross the ball, lad. Fucking put it in the box. And then he'd just walk around again, he'd say nothing. And he'll, um, he'll just go through each and one and every one of the lads. And so we're all, he just says, right, fucking get yourselves off, we'll get fucking home. So all the lads are just sitting there, hands on the head, <laughs> no one getting changed. Cookie's obviously got his clothes off, headed into the shower. We're all sitting down again, no one's moved. He's just came out of the shower with suds all over him. Hey, you! Just fucking edit your cunt, ya! And his thing is just dangling there and in front of the fucking, Not a sausage on him, suds everywhere. And fucking it's no sausage. So we're just looking, looking at each other like this, saying, and we just started laughing, and he says, fuck off, you, you, you're all cunts. He says, but um, <laughs> gets himself back in anyways and this this will sum him up we, we've gone home anyways next morning anyways he, he rang me I think it was about 11 o'clock in the morning where are you lad <laughs> still in bed it was 2 o'clock when we got back I think hey get all the lads I'll meet you in the old moor at 12 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> that actually was my next point more. So yeah. uh, every night always the beginning of, of, of a good day always started in the Omore. Yeah. So and that'll sum them up in, in, in one thing. You were living in Colonia a few characters at the time, were you Kino? Ah uh, stop. Cookie actually moved in beside us. Uh, myself, Blink, Blinkhorn and Doyle. Father figure. Uh, 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 <laughs> so we, we were going around looking for a house and uh, this house came available. Um, Oates Brenny had it and, and uh, we Shout out to Ty Brenny and Oates, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to St Mary's. Nicole. I think, I think it was Declan Basquell that was looking after us, but uh, we went and viewed the house and said, perfect, furniture, everything in. So we agreed, and that was grand, and we're, we're coming back into town, all our stuff packed in the car, and I think Declan rang us back and said, that house is gone, lads. And we said, how, how's it gone? Like, we've agreed. Uh, someone took it. We said, couldn't have been. So we said, it has to be fucking Paul Cook, like. <laughs> so we rang Paul Cook, and he goes, ah, oh, lads, he says, you want to see the house I got in Colooney? <laughs> Cookie, you're not fucking serious, like. So we went straight in, put our deposit on, and said, never mind giving it to him. So we said, thank fuck, he's not living around Colooney. So it was grand. Next thing, a knock came to the door that evening. All right, lads, I've just moved in next door. <laughs> What's for dinner? Oh, he used to come in and... Um, Frank the Tank. Oh, stop it. Was he'd come in and he'd eat all around him and then just head off. But there's a, there's a good one where we're in the Omore. I think we played Shams. Uh, we'd normally, second, third game of the season, we'd, we'd, we'd go out like, we'd, we'd stay, uh, I suppose, stay good for pre-season. So this, I think we drew one all with Shams. 
he said, everyone in the Omore next day. So I went in, about 12 o'clock, we're all doing shots and that, and no sign of cookie. So half 12 came, one o'clock, no sign of cookie. Then all of a sudden, we look out the window. We were just in the snug area, kind of, where the jukebox is in the Omore. We seen this Batman costume going flying by, <laughs> you know? And this, this, this comes back again, and next thing, there's this fellow in a mask and ba Batman standing at the window. I'm like, wait, I said, who the fuck is that this hour of the day? In kicks, he was and he got it out. in kicks the door and who is it but Cookie like <laughs> <laughs> alright lads he says what's that goes in has a few shots so anyway uh, one, a fella came in anyway he goes Jesus swore you won last night this was after uh, two or three hours and Cookie then mood just changed he was like we're all on for going into town and in here to, uh, to toss at the time and then he goes right lads no one in town after five o'clock so we're like fucking hell this was meant to be a night out then he goes, five o'clock comes, five to five. He gets on, puts back on his mask, and then puts his cape on and goes flying out the door, waving at the window. So we said, he's taking the piss here. So we all come in, this is the character he is, like we all come into town and uh, anyways, I think only seven of us made it into Toffs. The rest were absolutely bananas. Some right. nearly good, gonna good, get arrested outside good the door. five aside team. Yeah. <laughs> so next day, two days later, went into training and geez, he came in with a foul mood cookie. So what's, what's going on? He goes, who was in Toffs the last night? We're like, uh, now he, he loved, we put our hands up, you know. Now you had Karen Kelly and a few others who were asleep getting sick of themselves outside, uh, who couldn't get in. All right, ye seven, all fine, a hundred quid each, because you're in Toffs. And we turned around and said, what about the fucking boys that couldn't get in? They were paralytic outside. A hundred quid, so he kept pestering me then the next day for the hundred quid. So I had to put him in the car, go up to the bank link, Give him a hundred quid. Now he says, here's 50 back. Go in and do accumulator. Whatever you win, we get back. <laughs> so I made money from the night out. <laughs> uh, you're speaking about fines, but you're a man who took the fine system very seriously, I believe. Raf, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, a big roaster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does, uh, look, a lot of people might be familiar with uh, Paul McTiernan. Oh, yeah. You can tell all the folks. You Bally Fernan, man, absolute character. So would, um, we had a fine system, obviously, if you were late, dirty boots, so and so forth, worst trainer, stuff like that. Anyways, McTiernan, on the most money as well, my, my, my lad, was, the what are we tight, about was as tight as a submarine door. And I mean tight. Couldn't get a penny out of him. And he just strolled in, did what he wanted. Anyways, Sean Connors was the manager at the time. We'll come and, back to um, him later on. Yeah, Sean Connors was the manager. And um, Sean, hey, Paul, you, you have to pay the fines. You know, the boys, the boys need the money, you know, for a night out. It's, it's, it's you know, been professional. I'm fucking paying nothing, he says. And Sean is like, but you have to buy, you know, it's been professional. I'm paying nothing. <laughs> Tiernan leaves the dressing room. Anyways, comes down then about 10 minutes later, a fucking shotgun in his hands. I swear to God, shotgun. And there was one of the, you know, the traffic cones outside the showgrounds was getting a little bit of work. The new stand was been built. <laughs> Shoots the fucking cone. All you see is Sean Connors slamming the door. The door was closed before the shot was fucking gone off. He was gone. He knew what he was dealing with. He said, I'm not fucking asking that cunt for anything. <laughs> and he, McTiernan didn't even drink, did he? 
He didn't drink. He does this is worse than any man without well, drink. Never well, mind fucking putting drink in. That goes back to not drinking. He was on driving duties one night and he collected Matthew Blinkhorn in his first night in Sligo, I believe. Yeah, well, Blinks came over, obviously, English lad coming over here, and he, he was from Blackpool and he was used to it. He said, This town's quiet. Well, where are we going? We'll head to Velvet. You used to always bring the, the new lads either here or Velvet. So we went to Velvet at the time and we're struggling to get a taxi home. And next thing, this Jeep passes by, and who is it but McTee? So we flagged him down. And he says, Ah, oh, no bother. He says, Lads, jump in. So we jumped in and Blinks gets in the back. I think it was the time around uh, bird flu or whatever. So Blinks now is pure. Tough time to be alive, what, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what? He goes, what the, what, what's going on here? He says, this fella. Uh, so he gets in, he gets in the, the thing and uh, next thing you can hear Blinks shouting in the back, what the fuck is it? What's there was a big pheasant and a fox and everything, dead pheasant, dead fox in the back. And McTee having the gun in the boot, he says, it's all right. He says, I was just out shooting. <laughs> Blinkhorn just, I remember Blinks woke up the next day and he said, his hangover was bad. He said, hey, he goes, well, was I imagining things last night? And I said, no, that's McTee. You did some drinking? Uh, no, I wouldn't say we did. <laughs> no, no, We've done a lot. You were a successful team, though, so. Yeah, no, fun. we look at Paul Cook. Uh, uh, and coming down and looking, you know, the huntsman. Is, yeah, uh, yeah. is it the. Yeah, yeah. The fox hunter, is it? Or whatever it is. Either, yeah. yeah, so. That would used to be our. Now it's different. Nowadays they get pizzas after games. They get or whatever they ha- get. We used to come down, stop off at that shop, and whoever wanted food goes into the shop, and the rest of us can go into the pub for two quick pints. So uh, that was always the always the way of coming back. You'd win a game, win or lose. Cookie'd always do it. So this time in particular, uh, Cookie goes, a "Fucking bus driver. He's a fucking pain in the arse. He says, "A moody fucker." Fetches the fellow brought us to Carlingford. <laughs> so we we go into the we go into the the thing anyway, and uh, we we get a get a few drinks and people the lads that didn't want to come on, we're gonna get the fucking bus home and the bus driver's given out. So Cookie goes to the barman, "Listen, have you a black bin bag?" We're like, "What the fuck do you want a black bin bag for?" He goes, "Right, put four or five cans in the black bin bag, and give us the rest of the cans and put them around." Them. Fill them around our waist and everything. We said, well, we'll just put them in the bin bag. No, he says, when you're going to walk with the bin bag, the bus driver's going to come off. He's going to take the bin bag off you with drink, he says. But we'll have the other drink on in the bus. <laughs> and that's why that man is managing in and, the English. Uh, and I swear to God, he'd come down. Elite, elite. And no, honest to God, you wouldn't believe it. And he'd come but down that's where training sessions. And, but yeah, but then you go in on Monday morning, like, he treats you like an adult. Yeah. That's the way it was. And, Jesus Christ, you win Monday morning, and Raf, look, even the times out in Strand Hill, 1K runs, and they weren't 1K, they were about fucking 2K. We had to have them done in four, minute, four minutes, like. You'd run from the edge of Strand, Celtic, all the way down to the front, back up. You have a two-minute break, and you're going again. And he'd sweat it out of you, but he's the same. Tuesday then, he goes, that's, that's it for the week. Tuesday, he'd be on the phone to you, or he'd knock into the house, come on, lads, we need a session. And straight up to the O'More Tuesday, he says, oh. Jesus Christ Almighty! Look, sure, it worked. It worked. It worked. Barely won anything since. So it worked. A winning recipe. (laughs) (laughs) What was the transition like then from Cookie and all that, and obviously success? I know people say it was Cookie's team in a way, but to Ian Barraclough then was it much of a difference? Um, Barra, I suppose Barra came in. It was a lot. We were still partied. Don't get me wrong, but it was. I suppose it wasn't. Well, the, it wasn't the two or three days. It was just probably just the one day and one night. You know, that was it. As Richie Ryan said when he got tried to get fined before, uh, Cookie says, "I told you you're allowed out one day." And Richie Ryan was gone out Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, but he says Gaffer. He says I didn't go home at all. He says that counted as one day. <laughs> but uh, Barra was very. Uh, Barra came in. He was a lot more attention to detail. Um, before games, you used to get a list of your the player. Like 
I was obviously right back and he, he told me, lad, he cuts inside majority of the time, 90% of the time he cuts inside. Then you're playing a certain, he plays this way, he, uses, he doesn't use his right foot, he uses his left foot. He normally plays it to the, comes inside, plays the midfielder. He just, his attention to detail was very, very good, like, you know. And Gary Stevens was with him as well, and he's obviously a, a European winner with Tottenham Hotspur. Great times, 2012. Great, oh, great yeah. times. Like. Oh, un- unbelievable, and, and just like Kino said, like, his attention to detail was probably the little bit that we needed to get us to where we got, and... Um, Gary Stevens again was a, was a good character as well around the place and you know we we enjoyed it like we won but we went out and we enjoyed it and he didn't mind us going out after a game after fucking winning or, or possibly even losing because sometimes it can be the, the thing that keeps everyone together all because we didn't just train together and the big thing I noticed was when I obviously went to Bose was when it's like when, when, when you're at Sligo when you finish training we, went for all, we all went for lunch together. We all stayed for another two or three hours together. The lads all lived together. We're in Dublin. As soon as you finished training, everyone just went, gone. You didn't see them till the next day, so they didn't have that probably togetherness that we all had at the group, you know? Uh, what was it like for you, uh, like, Kino, you're probably a Sligo man now, to be honest. You're not, you're not, really, you're not. You're not a goalie man anymore. Oh, Fair falling out, your cousin, uh, I believe. Oh, yeah. oh, well, so he tells me. Yeah. <laughs> He's told me loads of times. <laughs> I keep forgetting. He's told us all. But um, for, like, obviously, it was great for you. You were there at that for three, four years at the time they won the league. But Raf, that game against Pats in the showgrounds with what six, seven thousand people there. What must the, like? There's never been a ro- roar like the first no. goal. The first goal. There's never been a roar like it in the showgrounds. Bringing desperados that day. It ended in tragedy. I was on the Kansas side up the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, like like you said. Look, been a local lad. Probably, you know, I something I probably dreamed of doing uh, as a young lad, and to get the opportunity to do it was 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 you know a special time for me as a, as as a player. But you know, I think the big one was you know everybody the club hadn't won the league in 33 years, and to be part of that was was phenomenal. You know, and look, we we were lucky. We had a fantastic group of lads. We had good staff, and we we had a, a golden era as such. So. You know, I'm just grateful as, as a young Sligo man to have gotten the chance to, to play for my local club. Do you think... Up, up the lads. Do you think there's a couple of league titles left behind? Do you think you should have won more than one? Yeah, 100%. 2013, we should have won it again. Um, that's, After the start. That's, that's we've let go, we let go of good players and didn't replace them with, with players. It was a missed opportunity, um, which was, was ridiculous. We could have been... We could have been like the way Dundalk was back in when the kick started in 2014. Uh, everyone wanted to play for Sligo Rovers. Um, we're, you know, from, from 2010 onwards, we're the team to play for. And instead, we're letting go our better players for the simple reason over 100 quid or something like that. Whereas we lost them all. And when players, as Rafa would probably agree, when you see that players are leaving clubs, you say there's something wrong somewhere and you just don't go there. Really? Yeah. Like- Oh, it is, yeah. If you see, that, that, if you that, see that, the best player. margins like that, that line, is, yeah. Yeah, like you, Jason McGuinness, Mark Quigley, leaving. But now McGuinness got a 47-year taxi out yeah. there. <laughs> 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 they went taxi a long gate. way, I think, to Riverstone, didn't they? Forget everything else. Give us your memories of Taxi Gate. <laughs> well, yeah, was, was Taxi Gate talked about in the, in the dressing room? I what might, a bit. Uh, that was the best night in Sligo ever. 5th of November, 2013? 12? Here we play an alert. I don't know, I just woke up and woke up the next morning. The we're all, we're all out. 
the phones were hopping and the group chat was hopping. And then it was viral with Obama. Yeah, yeah. It was trending with Obama. Yeah, and we turned it on and said, who was in the taxi? So I texted the group, who was it? McGuinness then, you know, he gets a pure, he got kind of, he wasn't annoyed, he was kind of uh, disappointed that he let, kind of let himself down. He, he paid the taxi, he said. For, he shook his fist in his, that's all we know. Shake yeah. <laughs> 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 harder, boy. Shake harder. <laughs> and then I suppose after the glory years, there was a couple of characters that took over the team for a while. Oh, John um, and John Coleman and Jimmy Bell. Uh, the, the two boys. I, I have another good story. Well, I, have a, well, is I the don't know I tell pl- this story. Is the underwear in the plastic bag story true? The what? The underwear in the plastic bag and go oh, that, Yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Let's tell the audience. Uh, so anyways, John, John and Jimmy, uh, obviously we'd known them. Cookie would have probably helped get the job. And they were obviously with Aki for a couple of years. And their phenomenal job, what they'd done there. But they came and we had a kitty built up for late fines and stuff like that with 1500 or 1600. So John Coleman goes, What's, What are we going to do with it? it was, like, Goal races are coming up. That's it, we're going to the Goal races. So that was grand. Who's going? He goes, It's a 40 euro fine for anyone that doesn't go. Now we had lads in the dressing room, like with Evan McMillan, that who hated even parting with a euro, never mind 40 euro. So anyway, uh, the boys wouldn't pay the fine, so he said, Fuck it, we'll just go anyway. We're going to use the kitty. Off we go and uh, went to the races. Good old crack. Uh, got into town. Jimmy Bell, who wasn't used to drinking Guinness, drinking Guinness all day. So we go down to this nice, was it Indian or Chinese restaurant? Chinese, restaurant? yeah. yeah. And, uh, Classic Indian Guinness. Yeah. Good, good, good combo. <laughs> so myself, Rustler, Raf, and, uh, and uh, I don't know, Davo. Davo, and, yeah. And Piersy, I think, was there. And next thing, Jimmy's gone missing for a while, Jimmy Bell. Next thing, he comes back and he's fidgets him inside his inside pocket and he takes a load of tissues and he starts wrapping up this thing in the tissues. What are you doing, Jimmy? Oh, I, I shit myself. <laughs> I said, How, what? I go, what's in the tissue? Me boxers. <laughs> and I said, well, what the fuck are you doing with them at the table? He goes, they're my Calvin Klein's. I had to go in and wash them. <laughs> so he just threw them away. So he washed them and he was out all night with the, with the Calvin Klein's washed in his pocket. You could actually see the wet starting to come through by the end of the night. Like. It's like in bore out with the And then, that's not the end of that night though. So, we get up the next morning and we find two of the lads in, we find two of the lads in bed. One of the lads couldn't get into the room and there was two lads in bed, Raph and John Coleman cuddled in the bed. <laughs> two boys were cuddled up, they couldn't, they couldn't uh, Raph I think was, was at big, home. Who was the big spoon, Raph? I tell you what, I woke up, I w- it wasn't the one I was hoping to wake up, I put it that way. <laughs> But he had not a, not a sausage on him. And there's, there's, there's evidence, there's picture evidence that I get reminded of uh, every now and again flying around. But um, yeah, I woke up beside him with not a sausage on him. And just the boys in taking pictures of me. And I'm just waking up and the lads in front of me. They got a good laugh out of it anyway. Well, well, we had a sausage on him in fairness. But even going back to, like, to, for John and Jimmy, like we went to Rosenberg, obviously, at the time as well. And uh, we went in and... Uh, the, the night before, you train in the big stadium and, you, the, you know, it's class stadium, Rosenberg Stadium and all that. Next thing, we're going through, we're going through a bit of set plays and stuff like that. Next thing, we look, John Coleman's playing right wing, Jimmy Bell's playing up front and our chairman is taking practice and throw-ins with the young fella. And we're like, some of the Rosenberg people here, we're, this is kamikaze stuff like, you know. It, the night before a big game and our manager was playing right wing. I think Fio was playing left wing. He gave me an absolute grilling. Uh, he roasted me that night. I said, oh, I don't want to play tomorrow. Fio, the kit man, you know. So uh, 
then that was grand. We got up in the morning and uh, we, who was it? the two boys woke up, came down to the table, bananas. John and Jimmy, they're out all night. Oh, we're of, getting uh, fed drink. Europa League or Champions League? Oh, Europa, that was Europa, Europa League. Europa League. Europa yeah. League. And uh, we went to him and said, how the fuck? We're going to get hammered here. Ended up going, what? We won 2-1. 2-1, yeah. 2-1, 3-1. Keaton, was it Rory Keaton had a great Had a great chance, yeah. yeah. But they were characters. like. Ah. And then we had Mickey Adams then. and, and uh, you know. Well, the dirty dub was in the middle. Oh, well, I forget about that. Forget, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. He, did, don't he didn't like you. Huh? Harry, he didn't like you. I didn't like him either, no. But he didn't, he didn't seem to like nah, him. No, his first statement... This is him in recorded, so go yeah, on. His first statement when he came in um, was, was the one that got me. He comes in and he's giving us a thing and he goes, see all them fans, fuck the fans, he says. Who cares about the fucking fans, he says. We do this. And we're like, no, nah, that's not a good start. And like, to be honest, when he, was, when he was coming here first, I was like, lovely, legend of the league. Can't wait to play under him and stuff. But it was just, it, it was toxic. It was absolutely toxic. And that season then, so Joey took over for a couple of games. And then welcome to heaven. <laughs> hey, he actually got him that gig, you know, and you, you two were on the commentary one night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I believe we'll be back for next, this year's cup run. Uh, it lasted one game last year. <laughs> we had uh, one game against Cork. We talked to Sliger Rovers this year about that. Um, we had a couple of cans beforehand, probably wasn't the best idea. Oh, we had a great job. And we got rave reviews. <laughs> Rave reviews by Cork. From our family. So Mickey and uh, Mr. Tank took over then. Oh. Two more characters. Yeah. Uh, Tank is me buried in Twitter. Banned. Because <laughs> I called out his uh, horse racing scam or something. I, no, I actually just liked a tweet about him scamming people on, on horse racing. <laughs> yeah, he tries to get people to buy into the horse. Yeah. Then the horse gets injured. Right, straight to the big story about him, he tells. There's only one story from that particular few months. Which one we is that? We never got relegated that year. You were training. Oh, I forget what on the pitch. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, on the pitch, but um, you Strand got a, surpri- a surprise guest. At oh, the yeah. Uh, Patrick, was, Patrick and Zuzi got in a bit of trouble. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that morning. Yeah, that was a good crack. Uh, well, it wasn't at the time. Someone was somewhere that shouldn't have been with a woman. I, yeah. don't that was, <laughs> I don't know if that was it or, or something. I'll let you take from there, lads. <laughs> uh, something happened on, you know, on a night out or something, and uh, two of the lads were out. They're only new to the club, and uh, something happened, and it was, wasn't, it didn't go, it wasn't whatever. It got, got out of hand. And uh, anyways. Yeah, let's get out of the bag there, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally out of hand. <laughs> but uh, we got into training on Monday morning, and uh, the club had been got a phone call and said, look, there was a bit of issue in town or something, and we were all getting, we were getting strapped up for the physios and stuff like that. And Jenison and Myrie Myri Williams, who had just signed for us, was, uh, was there as well. And uh, uh, Patrick and Zuzi was at training, and next thing, <laughs> we all went out. We all, it's a hard one to tell, but and we went out anyway to training, and uh, there was, the, the incident happened that someone was after Patrick. And he was going to get it if he wasn't going to if he didn't leave the county or didn't. Word, leave. word was put out that word was put out, and it was warning he has to get out. So the boys, uh, Mickey Adams and uh, uh, no, it was uh, yeah, Mickey Adams and Alan Rodson, get home quick, pack your bags and get the fuck out, you know. And he goes, why, why get out? Because you're you're going to get lynched, all right. So, anyways, Jennison Myrie Williams was the only black fella left, like you know. So he he worried. He was panicking because he said, oh my God, he says, I'm the only one left here. He says, that's not, what, they might think it's me. <laughs> so next day, poor old Jenison anyway goes out in the pitch and we were all doing crossing and finishing. It was all good. And all of a sudden, oh, my, my heart was pounding at the time. I was seeing this fella bouncing in with a balaclava and a gun and the socks up around. 
and he was running to Jenison and Myrie Williams. He goes, uh, and all you can hear, I don't know if the... If the it is a video, yeah. yeah t- I don't under know if you've co- seen the video. Under the cosh have it up, you know, the podcast. They have it up recently enough. Yeah, so thank... thank by, the, by the way, our two biggest players... Shit themselves. Fucking were gone over the stand before your man jumped even out who, of the Who, who, Raph? Piers, he was one, definitely. Els and who was it? Elzing. Els and Martin Nielsen. And Martin Nielsen. Gone. I mean, there was fucking smoke coming off behind them. Gone. Yeah, the two boys. Martin. But uh, then bloody Scandinavians. But then he went. To, uh, Alan Rogers tried to say he was the tough man. But when he went up to Jenison Myrie Williams, he says, "Get down." He goes, oh, "He goes, oh, that's Jenison Myrie Williams." Mickey Adams shouting. He he says it in his book as well. And uh, then Tank was, uh, as we call him, Alan Rogers. Uh, he started running over towards him, and he goes, "All right, all right, all right." And he gets down behind the smallest man on the pitch, which was Wardy. And to this day, like he's, you know, he, as he said, it was on off the cosh and stuff. But it was one of them. When did uh, it was John Russell? Yeah, Russell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when did he reveal himself? Like he must have shit. I would have shit uh, my pants. He revealed himself fairly soon afterwards, and everyone just, you know, you see Rory Keaton on it. He nearly got sick because he thought he was. I honestly thought he was going to shoot shoot it. Like no one had a clue. Ruster was injured at the time, but it was yeah, it was. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was one of the best. Unbelievable, lads. I suppose we haven't talked much football, which has been great. <laughs> to be we could talk. I have a football question. One. Um, Kino's tearing strips in the Astro League with Garda Station Sligo. Although he's a firefighter, Raf is hitting goals in the Super League with Real Tubber. Two, I've seen it. What's the better standard, lads? Well, I'm actually, I'm actually after signing for a team down in Second Division in Roscommon. Would you believe? What? The uh, uh, yeah. Okay. I let that one slip through my fingers. Huh? Yeah. Your fucking stats. <laughs> Who or what? Why? What? Ballon the Gear Manor. Bigger yeah. pardon? Ballon the Gear Manor. So you're going very well this year. Big preseason ahead of them. Yeah, they're sixth in the second division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was out with their manager last week and um, they're coming for Kalani. <laughs> Raph, you're enjoying life with Real Tubber at the minute? Yeah, I'm loving it. Um, I always said when I finished playing a bit of football, obviously, with, with Rovers, that the last football I kick would be uh, where it all began at, at Real Tubber. So, loving it. And look, we've uh, a good bunch of young lads there coming through. And obviously, we've had some great encounters yeah. ourselves and character and over, over really, the years. Um, so. Second half of the season, <laughs> you found the net again. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, look, things are going well. Scoring one or two goals and look, there's still a bit of life in the old dog yet. We might see you in the cup in a couple of weeks, hopefully. If yeah, we hopefully. There, yeah. Actually, I was, at, I was at one of your games earlier, so I interrupt, but, um, and your whole back line was wearing Sligo GA shorts of different vintage. Like, there was an Azori pair, um, a Cookery pair, and then two O'Neills. Like, they were spanning 25 years nearly. <laughs> Very impressive. You lost 4 0, but. <laughs> Good, good short wearing. <laughs> right, lads, we could be talking to you for hours. Yeah. Uh, last, uh, one one last question. Oh, sorry. Last question before you go. Best memory playing for the Rovers? I think I know your one, Raf. I have. For me, probably, obviously, winning the league with me, my local club, and getting on the score sheet, I suppose. That's definitely my best memory. And, and the night's out. Um, <laughs> yeah, the league is obviously up there, but for me, beating Shams in the first... Uh, <laughs> The first. Uh, Although I heard you call them Rovers earlier. I uh, were only seeing where you were wide away because you were nervous in there. You were shitting yourself. <laughs> I had too many grapes. <laughs> Ross, you asked the. Yeah, no. The, well, the I know Ross answered this one. Yeah, oh, of course. Uh, the big question: favorite takeaways. That's uh, obviously Ross. <laughs> <laughs> favorite takeaway in Cycle Kino. Have one before I go. Supermax. Get off the stage. Get out. Lads, Lads, thanks, boys. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks boys. Thanks. Um, we're going to the semi-finals of Sligo. We're not Sligo now. Um, I believe it's... Hang on a second here. Carriage upside down. 
we'll get the four semi-finals to Saigon Simon Cashman versus Clodagh Waters and Johnny Bellew versus Fitzo at the toilet Kieran, we'll get that tense music back on. It's the semi-finals. There's two tickets. Oh, ah, yeah, pop, yeah. Ref, who is it? The Kaluni table. The Kaluni, the Kalunatics. Win. You'll have the other arm in the... Okay. Can we get the four semi-finalists up, First please? semi-final is Simon Cashman versus Claude Waters. Up to the hot seat. Let's get you up. There's two tickets to Wild Roots at stake here. Good to go. Okay, to go. this is the best of five, is it? Oh, best of three. Best of three, sorry, best sorry, best don't enough them. Right, we're going to do the semi-final and final now. Bit of hush, bit of hush. This is the semi-final of Sligo or not Sligo. The last ever of Sligo or not Sligo. Yeah. <laughs> right, so best of three again for a place in the final. Ladies first, Claude up. You're a gentleman, Ronan. Always. New jewel in the crown, Indian. New jewel in the crown, Indian. New jewel in the crowd, Indian. Not Sligo. Tubber Curry. Curry. Simon. It's a very famous Indian in Tubber Curry. The only Indian in Tubber Curry. Simon. Glen Agula. Glen Agula. Not Sligo. No, it's in Sligo. It's in Sligo. Oh. Double strikeout. We're in the we're in the sudden death straight away. This hasn't been seen since '64. <laughs> Clora, splash the cash amusements. Splash the cash amusements. Last Sligo. Correct. Correct. Simon. Billa. B i l l a. Some people seem to know it, I don't know, it might well, be. Let's get the bounce away. There's a bit of Wesley. in the crowd here. <laughs> we go Sligo. It's in Sligo, correct, correct. We're through to sudden death here. Claude, Rouge Sea Cottages. Rouge Sea Cottages. Sligo. Correct, correct. Sligo. Well-known cottages. Pern Mill Road. Pern Mill Road. Not Sligo. No, it's not in Sligo. It's not beside Broxhandy. Throw the waters in the final. She's gone for two tickets to my roots. No. That's semi-final. Throw that. We're going to do the final straight away. Right. Let's get Johnny Bellew up and Brendan Fitzsimons. Two men who have divided the crowd here tonight. Claudia, you'll be back up in a second, Claudia. Don't settle down there. Best of five coming up. You, you take it from here. I always want to see our Brendan. Razorblade Alley. Not Sligo. It's in Longford. Correct. It does sound Longford, in fairness. John. 
Cod Almighty. It's a fish shop in Iski. Cod Almighty. Not Sligo. Not Sligo. Made up. Of course, it's salmon tacos in Iski. Beg your pardon? Salmon tacos. The fish shop in Iski. Yes, yes. Well, well known. So we get all lovely knowledge, John. Lovely knowledge. Where we get all our place. Another fish I can't remember. Um, Brendan, Friday's takeaway. Friday's takeaway. Sligo. And a scrone. Bellew, uh, sticking on the fish theme, Skipper Brown's Boats Tours. Not Sligo. No, it's not. No. <laughs> sadly, sadly. Brendan, coming. On what? Sligo. Sligo, yeah. Strand Hill Road. Bellew, the salty chip Ballymote. It's a takeaway in Ballymote. I'm going to stick with the not Sligo routine here. Yeah, made up again. <laughs> High standard here. Brendan. Knock Nahur. Ah, Sligo. Did I ask that already? Okay, well, it is Sligo, yeah. Value, um, tough one for you here. Um, the Pete Sampras Tennis Courts in Kalani, named after uh, <laughs> famous, famous do, tennis player Pete Do you want to answer that one for me, Brendan? Sorry? That one for me. Not Sligo. It's like, oh no, um, they're, actually, they're actually the Andre Agassi tennis courts. <laughs> this is getting nervous. Tense. I don't want to say anymore. Um, Brendan, lock alone. Not Sligo. Sligo. That's it. Oh, Jesus. Well, Bellew has to get one right here to get to the final. Any chance to give me Davis's, Les, no? <laughs> Davis's! <laughs> John. a lot of stuff here that's pure shit <laughs> like there is Jeremy Beadle way not Sligo no no stop, 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 stop. John no hang on a second oh, no, hang on a second John Old Pound Street Sligo it is it's one of the most famous streets Sligo John Belly has the final Stay he faced Cloda Waters wait there John you're not going anywhere Cloda up here it's a best of five knockoff this is for the, for the Wild Roots tickets Cheers, lads. We're going to stick to the best of three to see who gets the... Co- Do we have the physical tickets here? Is Orla Buckley here? She got the tickets. Is there physical tickets here, Orla? Is there, phys- is there actual tickets here? It's all right. We trust them. We trust yeah, them. we trust us. Yeah. Okay. Kieran, one last time. This is it. Wow, my nervous. This sport doesn't build character, it reveals it. Cloda, the humble spud. Sligo. Garchay. <laughs> Bellew, Kilmac Tranny. Sligo. Yeah. Yes. Cloda, the Eastkey Falklands War Memorial. Not Sligo. Unfortunately not. And there is a good crowd of British soldiers <laughs> out in this key. But contingency. Yeah. <laughs> Bellew. Wolf cuts dog groomers. This is, by the way... Sligo. Sligo, yes. Right, we're in some better. Cloda. Muff cuts ladies groomers. <laughs> 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 I 
Not Sligo. Not Sligo, no, unfortunately not. I think I got that one wrong on the pod, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> on Norbert Ferguson Parade. Uh, we're running out of places. I, I have a couple here, I think. You ask John Bellew one more there. A second sheet here. John, um, let us pray. It's a holy vegetable shop in Kaluni. Let us pray. <laughs> I really want to say Sligo. Not Sligo. No, it's not, unfortunately, but if I get my way, the priest will be out there. Yes, Ronan. Jeez, I forgot where we were. I don't Right, Claude, uh, Watcha McCollum's takeaway. Watcha McCollum. I think it's a play on words of Watcha McCollum. Not Sligo. Correct, it's in Donegal. In Donegal. John, um, Highwood. Highwood. Sligo. Correct. Yeah. Claude, Down the Hatch pub. Down the Hatch pub. Not Sligo. Correct. It's in Roscommon, I believe. John, Knobs and Knockers Furniture Shop. Orla, we might need four tickets. Yep, it's a furniture shop. Drop my cards. <sighs> Not Sligo. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you take so long with that one? <laughs> like Claude, <laughs> Larry's Lane. Larry's Lane. Larry's Lane. This is like Saipan. It's like the World Cup all over again. Not Sligo. Yeah. Look, it's quite obviously two best we've got to the final here. John. I'm not sure. We're, we're running out of ones here. Branch feed. Branch feed. Not Sligo. What's in Sligo? Ah! Oh, oh, champion! She's done it! She's done it! It's sudden that she's going to Wild Roots! <laughs> Welcome. Therese will be raging with your value. <laughs> Unlucky John. Great stuff, Claude. One of our biggest listeners. For- we don't know. Uh, Chat already got your tickets. Well done, Claude. Okay. The last bit. The right. town hall. This Thanks is for the, coming. The main event. There's two boys coming now. Kieran, are you ready in music? We might introduce our first man. He's a bouncer. He's a counselor. Put them together. He's a bouncer. It's Chino O'Boy! Next up is the man who keeps Michal Martin awake every night. It's the Mac Attack! Mac Bishari TD! It's the intro music. I heard it back. I'm sure I'd say it. I had the big shot over. We actually had uh, Return to Mac ready for. Uh, for the- Mac! Mac! I, I, I used that for an election. <laughs> yeah. We know, we know. You're very welcome, lads. Uh, Mark, speaking of music, um, it's great to see you. Your first time in Toffs, I believe. I, I, I actually played snooker here. Uh, so it's great to be up this late at night without a nap, you know? 
Is that uh, a Jimmy White about you, all right? <laughs> well, I have shares in Dublin. Actually, there's one of the Quins over there. She'll tell you that I have shares here. I paid for this wing over here, actually. <laughs> uh, it's not your first time on stage, Mark, actually, is it? You used to play in a band called Jesus Wept, I believe. That is correct. Um, I went digging. Uh, you used to play in the, gu- the guitar in Rockin' Robins in, ca- in Carrick and Shannon the odd uh, night. Tell me about Jesus Wept. What were your yeah, hits? Was what was so, your genre? It was so old. Uh, so long ago, it wasn't called Rockin' Robins. It was a big shed called Cartown House then. And uh, yeah, Jesus Wept played there. We backed up the Century Steel Band, who we were on a bit of a tour with. We were all 18 and 19. And what did you play, Mac Attack? What was your role? Uh, I was, uh, had to look good, obviously, and uh, of course. Uh, try and play the guitar a little bit as well. Second bass? Uh, third bass at the, the end of the night. night. At the end of the night, yeah. Gino, any um, instruments played? I was in a musical with Karen Gordon a couple of years ago. Go on. I'm not thinking, no, you're all right. Oh, we're saying that, Ron. Maybe. What was the musical? School of Rock. <laughs> Bit of Jack Black about you, Gino, is it? He is more here than I have. <laughs> Lads, um, have you tonight? You were both in our show back in... Last year. Yeah, last year. Back in last year. <laughs> um, we got great reception, wide reviews. We enjoyed it. Did you say wild or wild? Wild, 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 wild. Two men from kind of different sporting backgrounds, but you both went to rugby secondary schools, I believe. Mark, you went to the famed... Castle Knock. Castle Knock. Gina, you played rugby in the tech one day, did you? (laughs) (laughs) I did, I did. Under Pat Curran's tutelage. Tell us. (laughs) Yeah, and we actually smashed Summerhill, who was picking the cops at the time. Um, the funniest thing was... Start from the start, you know? <laughs> no, I'll go to the end because it was a better story. <laughs> and just before we um, got the trophy, because there was a time limit, Pat had to get a picture taken with... Pat had to get a picture taken with both of us. So you had to have a picture celebrating as if you won it already, you know? It was terrible. All of us dancing around the place with a trophy and none of us ever played rugby before. <laughs> but we still won it, you know? I, I remember Big Anthony falling, the fridge... Yeah. I emptied him. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, how was your sport in Korean Castle Knock? Uh, it was uneventful. I was classic B team material. A bit like my political career, you know. Ah, <laughs> ah yeah, well, you're always a second ticker, right? Yeah. <laughs> Come here, there must be more than that. We've oh, seen a few pen picks. Did you? Yeah. Give us a look at them. Who we got the Castle Knock annual from 1992, actually. 82 uh, or 92. Really? Oh, that was, <laughs> you just missed it by a year because I wasn't. I finished in 1991. My well, stats well. are all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Our research is wrong. No, I was sub, sub on the first team at junior level and uh, captain of the seconds at senior level. So that was, that was, that was uh, I didn't play the Sligo, I played in, in Bective and Dublin after that and that was the end of it. You have a few, uh, you're, a bi- you're a big fan of Sligo Rovers, Mark. Yeah. Any memories of the big man in showgrounds? There wasn't too many of them anyway. There was a flag. There was <laughs> a flag. Well, stars. Well, his great grandmother, the Queen of the Hill, and for many, the Queen of Sligo. Nancy Callahan was probably the best supporter Sligo Rovers ever had, or the stars. She'd have known them as the stars. And now we have the Glenview stars. There's a song 
I don't know. You can ask Gino to sing it. Gene. Sing it. I, I meant to the get song. the words off my father. Ray knows Sometimes it. sing it. We'll, we'll and unfortunately, I didn't get them down. So Gino, Please, if you can come on. Oh, Mark, we're, sing Nancy's song. Come on, the stars. It's something like Come on, the stars. Come on, the stars. You're dead. Up the Holborn Hill. Was it me? Come on, the stars. Come on, the stars. Up the Holborn Hill. Come on, Gino. Come on, Gino. We'll join in. We'll join in. You ask your mother, Maria. No, I don't know. I want to know the song from the stars. I don't know what this man is talking about beside me. Yeah. No, I don't know the song, but I did hear Ray sing it before. Yeah. Oh, Nobody knows it. <laughs> I can't remember all the words. I can't remember all the words. I should Sherry's have got them. Sherry's hardly spinning a tall tale here in front of us. <laughs> what I swear to God. Nancy's Wouldn't picture. Like you know Nancy's was picture oh, was up yeah, on yeah, the slip yeah, yeah, for years yeah. and it should be put back up. Gino. Sligo Championship Wrestling. Talk to us. Big fan in the corner there. There he is. Chair of Vogue both Friday nights at the door. <laughs> well, that's coming next. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah no, um, we decided to go out for a, a Gare Vogue night out and we decided to dress up as wrestlers and didn't think anything of it until I seen Michael Langan. And for anybody who knows, Michael Langan, he went away and trained in Canada for three years. So again, with a drink on you, you'd sting him up saying, hey, what's the chances of us doing some wrestling, you know? And in fairness, I didn't think anybody would turn up to it, but we ended up getting about 20 to 25 people to do it. We have Paul Mankind Kelly up there who came in to the Royal Rumble as three different people. He's wearing an Ultimate Warrior t-shirt, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's like his first hardcore champion. That's what I like about him. Only, only hardcore only champion. Not. First and only, yeah. <laughs> but no, look, it was a bit of crack. We, we did it for the hospice. I think we raised about four grand in one night, and it was kind of something that nobody ever did before, you know. It was, it was, Is it coming back? Yeah. It was described to me by a man sitting in the audience as the greatest night in town history. That it was just full of characters. It was a great night out. Are we bringing it back? I'd love to. We're just looking to get a place to train. We have a place. Sort to it out, McSherry, will ya? So you? Want to get, on to the get the boys a place to train. You want to get on to the local TD about that? Yeah, there's a difference. Me and yourself don't run in the same circles. No, but look. Oh, that's the, but the truth is, right? Jay, you know what? Ring me now and again, and he'd say, "Here, Mark." I want you to look after this, man. He said, Gino, no problem at all. And I'd be on Facebook a half an hour later, and he said, McSherry's only a bollocks. <laughs> he'd say, yeah, McSherry, made of all bollocks. Hey, go, Gino, I meet him on the street 20 minutes later, and I go, what? what you want to see what Gary Smiley's saying about you? What's the story? Exactly. <laughs> What's the story? I, Gino says, ah, that's just old, but that's just political stuff. That's exactly. just political stuff. I tell you. <laughs> Unlike other people, I came into politics a different way, you know. Um, I think the late Margaret Gormley came in, similar to mine, where her dad passed and she took over. But one of the things I was told is that your political life and your personal life were different. So if I abuse you politically, I just abuse you politically. I wouldn't do it personally. <laughs> right, There's no harm. You know yourself, Margaret. Right, right. Say, what have we done? If I took it personally, I... You wouldn't be here tonight. <laughs> Gino, quick question. If you, so if... Mark was a wrestling character, who would he be? I'd put him down as Bobby the Brain Heenan. One of those people stays in the background, never likes to get involved. Ted DiBiase. Great manager. Yeah. Mark Attack, did you ever watch, you didn't watch the wrestling or anything, did you? Definitely not. Boxed once. Oh. <laughs> that was outside Four Lights, was it? <laughs> <laughs> he was a barber on the top of High Street, on the left-hand side, if you're going up, called John Connor. And he, had a, he was the first fellow that had the gym in the market yard. So he used to go to him, and I think it was a good friend of mine. He doesn't live in Sligo anymore, but many of his family do. Barry Fox, who's one of my best buddies. Bet the living shit out of me. So there you are. 
I never recovered. I never recovered. I suppose he did what we all want to do. He's a teacher. Uh, See him there. He's a teacher. (laughs) He's on holidays. Malachi McGowan, I believe he's known as. That's Malachi. He's on holidays this week. Are you on holidays this week, Michael? That's Michael Bree, yeah? He he spent the whole of COVID watching box sets. The whole of COVID watching box sets. Box sets? He was lying on the couch, though. He was giving out on... on Lying on the couch. He was giving out on Twitter during the week about trees being cut down in Hazelwood. What? Well, no, Malachi McGowan was, not Breezer, sorry. So he's from from Strand Hill. He's from Strand Hill. (laughs) Oh, that's a different breed. That's a different breed. Actually, let's talk about Declan Bree's moustache. Best moustache in politics? <laughs> Absolutely. The only one in politics. The only moustache in politics. Marco, we had a man on a few weeks ago, Shane O'Mara, about the basketball. They want their own hall. What can you do? I, 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 I think... Uh, we told him with connections. Definitely. To get their own hall. <laughs> yeah. Could you, put, you it think, in, put it up and shimmy a wild park? Yeah, we can, actually, there's a basketball uh, place oh, up there. Can we put a roof that? You can break it up there. Where, where are we going to build a new hall? Have you been up there? The basketball, great night out. You should go up there. We were treated like kings up there for no Treated apparent, like kings? No apparent reason. I left my jacket behind me, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the basketball's the up-and-coming sport in the town. And we said we'd try and get them a basketball court. Well, well. I got a text to save them from Monty, little Monty. Uh, to, you were talking about big Monty, like, hey, hello, all right? You don't know whether you're going to get a bitten or a wedgie or a fucking adjunct, right? <laughs> but uh, Little Monty was texting, there's a fundraiser going on at the moment for the All-Stars, and I hope everybody supports it. And whatever we can do politically or otherwise, of course, we'll do it to get them to the wrong place. Well, what a, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy, yeah. No matter, that's done. As Noah Kennedy had said, that's done, son. You still don't that's done, us, son. You're still having us a two grand. You promised Clarence Hill in the Strand four years ago. What was that? Barry Manny's hairdo. Oh, New Minjo Mahoney. Huh? That's never what we called him. That's what you called him. New Minjo Mahoney. <laughs> New Minjo Mahoney. Remember, it was very pronounced. <laughs> like Raffs. <laughs> hey, oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Mark, you're not looking for votes here. My children, children were reminding me that like I, have, strategy. I, have two, I have two ball patches. I won up here at the top and another one around here, at your around the corner. You're a lovely bit of I'm cultivating here at the back, uh, at the top of my shoulders and dragging it across my head. Yeah. Yeah. In case I end up like Khan, you know. Come here. Um, you and me, all Martin, same party, but not quite getting lost. Like, it's like Roy Keane and Peter Schmeichel, I always feel, fighting in the corridor on a team weekend away. What's, what's going on there? It was a bit like the boys earlier on, talking about the course that we had in the Rovers for a short. Yeah. Who said, fuck the supporters. Oh, so McShar, so it's a little bit like Michal Martin is Owen Harry. Well, I suppose to use the soccer analogy that the boys used earlier, I'd say yeah. <laughs> Lads, I don't know where the fuck we're going with this. <laughs> the Rovers' development. It's hard to believe we're sitting on a stage with Mac Attack and Gino. Um, favorite Gino, favorite sporting memory in the town. I tell you, there'll be a couple. <clears throat> Obviously, when Stiger Rovers won the. Lee, I have a story about that myself. Tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it, Gino. We were working over in Chippy McGarry's place, and Rovers had won, but before it, obviously the Pats fans came down, and this young fellow came up to the place drunk. I said, look, son, can I too drunk? He said, we'll see what you're like when the bus comes. I was passing the lead. When Rovers win the game, we had a good time. Following week, Rovers are playing Shams. Big crowd, massive crowd. Another young fellow comes up drunk. I said, sorry, son, can't let you in. He said, we'll see what you're like when the bus comes. I was fucking wanker. You know, what about you? Then this bus with 50 animals comes by. I was, oh, Jesus Christ. 
I was Nicky uh, to Nicky Devins was working with me. I said, go in and get Jimmy. Go in and get Jimmy. Gary. Yeah. I was just to tell him, I was like, there's nobody else coming in. And he says, yeah, that sounds, you know. And about 30 seconds later, a brick goes through the fucking window. <laughs> so my celebrations are my, one of my favourite sport memories is obviously <laughs> Rovers winning, but the following week with that going through the window, you're like, hey. But I just see Enda Mitchell down there and no more than 20 years ago, unfortunately the other day, and I put it up on Facebook, we won the All-Ireland uh, for Sligo Leitrim. You know, it was one of those things we had down at Reardon as manager. I thought he was an excellent coach, brought a lot of you players through. And Enda... I just reminded him who played in the first round saved us numerous times and if he didn't save us we were getting nowhere so it was really down to end I know there's a long oh. run to it but Enda Mitchell there fair play set up there yeah set up Enda is the joint man from me and Clara he, he helps during the league I take over in championship time I think we All, always shy I think I ended up on a bus to that game stained that was in like Tipperary we talked about this Tipperary yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a big bus and fair play to everybody turned up you know but I, I thought for myself I got the winner in the last minute for me, that's probably one of my favourite sport memories. So, Fuck <laughs> Marco, favourite, um, not sporting memory, favourite Sligo sporting person, personality. Doesn't have to be from Sligo, could be an old blowing. Your favourite character? Not in a cartoon. Sporting character? Just someone, a Sligo sporting star. Anyone. Favourite one, on the sure, spot. Look at the three of them over there beside you. Michael Bray, Stephen Hone, and thing. Wait to the crowd, you, you. <laughs> boys. Hey. Yeah. But it, but it'd be remiss of me not to also mention Alec King, Connemara, and Raphael Cretur. Connemara is hardly your favourite Sligo sporting character. <laughs> no fucking fairness. Yes, no offence, big arms. But we're, Jesus Christ, we're in the political business, like. You know. He's in the reason. You're not going to tell. You're not going to start talking about people that aren't. You in his constituency. 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 Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. Oh, fair enough. Of course, no, Favourite ever for me, the 83 Cup win. The league with the boys definitely was a big one. I sit behind, Alan, your father used to come down from Galway for every game, and he used to sit in front of me. And, um, uh, <laughs> but the other big sporting thing that I, that I really liked that I didn't have a whole lot to do with Sligo other than volunteerism in terms of the competitors was the whole Rally Ireland project. Well, that's you know, something we often talk about ourselves. That was about a, us. Uh, yeah. The biggest sporting event that took place on the island of Ireland, 2007-2009. And you know, I thought that was great too. Can we get the rally back? Do, oh. Yeah, you bring could. the rally back. Can we get some? Bring so, the Giver somewhere, like Giver, yeah. But well, we have our Sligo rally, which gets out to Giver, like. Same with Kill McTranny. And Lovers Lane. Any Lover, and all them places. Well, do you want like, I'll for, get you a few. I'll yeah. do a few, sorry. I've none left, actually. Sorry. Yeah. We should have got you for Sligo, not Sligo. But any chance the rally come back? No. Not in the short term, no. Are you trying for that? Like, do you actively have to, obviously you're Sligo based, but act to try to get stuff for Sligo? That, sorry, it's a roundabout question, but... The rally thing came up because of a fella called Sean O'Connor who worked in World Motorsport, who I met, and asked whether it was possible and went on from there. He knew a guy who was involved in the FIA, Mohammed bin Salim, who's now the president of the FIA in the world. So it's certainly possible. What it would need is government buy-in. Cost two million to, to bring it. And uh, it's certainly possible if, if the government divvied up the money, really, you know. Gino, what sporting event would you love to bring to Sligo? Outside of WrestleMania. WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'll see the flag back before you'll see the rally coming back. Um, bring back the flag. The flag, the flag was yeah. great. The yeah. flag was a sporting event. The flag was up the flag. Up the flag. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's kind of a sporting event, but like we have massive venues, I think, where you can put on a concert. You know, you can sell out Marrakevich Park, you can sell out the showgrounds. 
You can fill it up, and it's always a moneymaker as well for the clubs. I don't know why there's not more concerts in the town. It doesn't. Westlife, Sorry? I don't know why there's not more concerts in the town. Is Figo around for Westlife, is he? Uh, well, Figo gets you free tickets to Westlife. That's as far as you go. And it's a great night out. Right, lads. Five years' time, where do you see Sligo in the sporting scene? Each sport, facilities. I know it's a tough question. Facility-wise? Yeah. I think unless there's a massive investment, we're going nowhere. You'll nowhere. be left with the same things. And do you mean club level and all and everything? Well, like, to try and get some funding is one of the hardest things. Like, we have a plan, and for yourself who was up in, anybody up the Fort Hill page, we have a running track there that we have plans to try and extend to a 400-metre track. Get the basketball stadium. Turn it into an indoor hall with a full-size Astro in the middle. And while we had funding the last time for it, the council turned it down because they didn't want to give the running over to one organisation. But we still have some funding there that we're open to try and bring it back because unless facilities increase around Sligo, like we have how many Olympians? We have how many football players gone abroad? We have how many sports stars, runners? Podcasts. You know, well, the podcast, Sligo Hale. You know, unless there's money going to be invested. And I know we're not supposed to be too political here, but we can all bat the same baton. But unless somebody wants to put money into the place... We'd be in the same place and we'd be sitting here in five years' time and somebody will say, I told you so. Beat that, Max Sherry. Where do you see it in five years' time? She can't beat that. <laughs> but you're the man to get the money for us. Oh, yeah, I have the checkbook here and all for you, boy. 100%. No, it's honestly, do you see the facilities in I'd love to see like the, rover, plans of the rovers. Also. I'd love to see the rovers' strategic plan having moved. And, and will it? Will it? It's a 10 years plan. It's a 10 year plan. I think it is every chance because of the people involved. Tommy Higgins, Tommy Gorman, all those people. They're really, really focused. There's one scheme we're trying to tap into for it called the Immigrant Investment Scheme, where someone, say, with a ball of money in America or China or whatever, can give a few million and they'll be given Irish residency. So we're trying to tap into that. In terms of the basketball, all that has to happen. If the council give the basketball clubs, right, say, right, that's your site, that's the start. There's loads of funding schemes for us to tap into to try and get them sorted, you know? Promising years ahead, so. Ross, you've the last question for the lads. Uh, Gino, uh, did you ever end up in the paper after a night in Toffs? Did you ever end up in the newspapers after a night in Toffs? No, never. Mark, did you? I'd say so, yeah. I think uh, Shane, Shane Ross wrote an article in The Independent saying he was never more annoyed in his life. Um, and when you told him in the doll that you walked his daughter home after a night in Toffs. <laughs> yeah, I read that actually, yeah. He thought it was a gentleman's club because yeah. it was called Toffs. <laughs> he thought it was a yeah. Toffs like the English Toffs. Poor, poor in some sort of gentleman's club in a blazer poor, and you walked his daughter home. Poor Shane has his own demons and the videos of my own exchanges with him are, are there for anyone to see. And I did walk his daughter home. She was a teacher up there in the grammar school and I walked her home. I mean, she never told me she was engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> On that. Last question. Favourite takeaways in Sligo? Gino. Do I have to say Raf's because he's here? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no you're, you're not going to talk curry for a burger from the NFL. Well, I tell you, <laughs> there's actually a place in Manor Hamilton, but it's outside the remit. It's fucking no, well, it's like Sligo Leitrim. We'll call it the Sligo Leitrim League. Other favourite burger in the Sligo Leitrim League? Oh, favourite burger is different now. Oh, sorry. Favourite takeaway. What favorite, are you talking about, Gino? Favourite burger is flip side. Flip side. Are, we ta- are you talking there? kebab here? Well, kebab, then you'd be looking at maybe bests. Well, what's in Manor Hamilton? Oh. <laughs> Anybody can get a better one. Um, I forget the name of it, but lovely food in the one in Manor Hamilton. Right, Manor Hamilton. But don't get a burger or a kebab. <laughs> Anything else in Manor Hamilton. Flipside is the only place for a burger in Sligo Town. Marco, favourite takeaway in Sligo? A big four with cheese. Four lights. That's it, lads. Thanks, the boys. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Thanks a million. Cheers, sir. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
One's an engineer and one's in software in the working group. Is that David McGovern? And their connection, one of the minutes when I was in there, their connection to Sligo, and they're, one of them is up there 13 years, but since she started, has been listening to your podcast to keep up to date with Sligo Life, Sligo Sport. And sponsor us all. So if it takes sponsorship, <laughs> so if it takes sponsorship, it's got to go on. So I'll sponsor the next one. Recorded! It's recorded! Is that recorded, Karen? Well, we're back for a fourth season, so <laughs> vote McSharry. We'll leave you with this. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming round. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of God. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit nervous. All the best of all the years have gone. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit terrified. I see the fucking knock in you. Turn around, right eyes. Every now and then I fall a turn around, right eyes. I fucking every now and then I fall apart. We'll be holding on forever And we'll only be making it right And we'll never be wrong Together we can make it till the end of the line But love is like a silent woman all the time All the time I don't know what to do when I'm always in the dark I'm living in a pile of cages Give it us, us I really need you tonight Forever's gonna start tonight Forever's gonna start tonight Once upon a time I was falling in love Now we're only falling apart Nothing I can say Total eclipse of the heart Thank you! Walked across a dancer night, she was dressed to kill. She was a sexy lady, she had to get her thrills. How did she get him? How did she know all the music? She was in for an <laughs> She was in for a fright. She said, Go down the land jam. Come on. If you want to sing it, sing it. We did have karaoke booked, in fairness. <laughs> Anyone wants to get the mic, get it.